good friend Cole here for the first time. I, I was thinking the other day when my when I started messaging you. Yeah. We've known each other probably twenty years. Yeah. So I was just talking about my mom with this. We were in Little League together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you went to kindergarten at Woods Cross Elementary, right? Yes. Did you go to where did you go to pre K? Actually, no. Actually, I moved here when I was six years old. So, was that preschool? That may have been preschool, yeah. Okay, then yeah, I've been here since preschool. And it must have been Woods Cross Preschool. Yeah, because I, I went from kindergarten, and then we went kinder, or elementary, junior high, high school. Yeah, and you were in South Davis, too. Yep, yeah, South Davis. Yeah. And then through events or whatever, we, we were hanging out with Manuel again. Yeah. And it's just crazy, like... You forget how small the world can be sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm thankful for it. Yeah. It's really nice sometimes. I am too. I'm, I'm thankful that as much as I kind of want to leave this area, it's also nice too to have that comfortability of people. It is. It is. Like I, I was just saying about moving to Colorado, like it seems awesome to move there. It's yeah. just I'm such a pussy. <laughs> like, and like moving away, even though I'm 26 years old, like still scares the fuck out of me. Oh, I feel you on that. I mean, it's, I would be more worried for someone if they weren't scared to do it. Yeah. You know? Because that means there's really some, like, fucked up shit going on yeah. in their life. Because yeah. it's not easy just to uproot everything. Like, we're, we're creatures of comfort. and It's very true. You know, we want to be able to feel like we can go home and, like, relax or yeah. do things we want to do. Where if you just uproot, it's all unknown. True. And Utah's such a nice place to, like, really have that homey feeling. Yeah. I mean, Utah gets a bad rep across the board. Like, and I get it, right? Like, yes. <laughs> you know, the the yeah. image and the facade of Utah is very narrow-minded and, you know, one thinking. But it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, it has. I mean, I remember when we were in high school, it was, mm-hmm. it was considered edgy to even smoke a cigarette around here. Yeah, I don't even think I see – I don't think I saw a cigarette in high school. No? I don't think I so. I knew a couple kids who smoked cigarettes. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, common. No, absolutely not. Nowadays, it's <laughs> less common if you don't smoke, like, at least an e-cig. <laughs> I know, absolutely. But before the show, you were telling me about, we were talking about COVID, right? Like, yeah. how just crazy 2020's been, and, you know, I'm sure everyone can agree. I don't know anyone who doesn't think COVID is just yeah. scary, but um, I mentioned to you that, like, I heard people losing their scent, but you said you have a funny story about yes, smell. I was really scared. So back on like the cigarette thing, I was smoking heavily, like mm-hmm. so hard on the cigarettes, especially when COVID like hit, it was so easy to like just smoke cigarettes constantly because you're always home and plus I'm working from home. So it's easy to just go outside and have a cigarette all the time. Right. And so I think it got to the point when I was smoking like a pack a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day I just realized that I couldn't smell anything or like taste things like I normally would. I was visiting my parents and my little sister like sprayed perfume in my face and was like, hey, smell it, you know? And I was like, I can't smell anything. Oh, really? Yeah. And she's like, this is the strongest one I have. And like, I tried all of her, all of her perfumes to see if like I could smell anything. I couldn't smell anything. Really? Yeah. It was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me, probably. And it was probably like that for like three or four weeks. No shit. Yeah. Do you think it was just from the cigarettes or? Yeah, absolutely. Because I didn't know that that was a side effect of. Because I've heard, like, obviously breathing is, like, one of the, wor- uh, the worst side effects is, like, breathing becomes difficult. But I didn't know that it can take away your 
Yeah. Taste buds and smell. Especially since like the cigarette is so close to your face and your nose, like the smoke is so hot sometimes that it'll burn inside of your nose a little bit. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So what did you stop and that's why it came back or Yeah, I definitely cut it down a lot. That's good. Yeah. Dude, I, I commend you. Smoking it's tough to quit smoking. It really is. You know? Especially because it's so readily available in so many different ways nowadays. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like it's so easy to just go to the, I don't know, the the gas station. Like I could walk to the gas station and it takes me like seven minutes to get there. Yeah. It's so easy to just pick up a pack. But recently they started selling like single cigars that are like this big. Okay. And that's really helped me out a lot. Like prime times. Yeah, prime times. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, prime times. <laughs> Those are yeah. It, so I I used to smoke. A bit myself and uh, it actually started with prime time really yeah and then it ended with um well not ended but then it turned into like camel crushes so i really like menthol yeah um i was smoking about a pack a week and uh i what what gave me the shock was like i looked at my bank account and i'm like damn did i really just drop that much yeah but <laughs> it's cost me a lot to get out of that world because like you know, I tried to cold turkey it. That doesn't ever work. No, not really. That's so hard to do. And then got on the e-cigs and then slowly but surely dropped the nicotine out. But yeah, anyone who says that the cravings go away is not telling the truth. I know. <laughs> Dude, I, I drove past, like this was last week. I drove past uh, somewhere in Bountiful mm-hmm. and like I was stopped at a red light. It was actually just fifth south down here by the KFC. I stopped at the red light and there was a guy by the crosswalk smoking yeah. and like it drifted into my car and I smelled it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> really go for one. Yeah. That smell will get you. No, it's, it gets you so good. It sucks too. Cause it's like, I don't know. I, I think everyone has a different reason to smoke. Yeah. I think for me, it was like a comfort. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Sometimes like when no one else was there, like the cigarettes were. Yeah. When you felt sad, like you go and you reach for a cigarette. Yeah. So I mean, that's always that was always a steady thing for me as well, that it was always there for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so hard to shake sometimes too. I I couldn't agree more. Like it's definitely. So for those of you who've never smoked before, like you probably think like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. But when you, it, it's one of those like. I think we kind of like comfort. I think we crave routine a little bit too. Oh yeah. And cigarettes give you a routine absolutely you know and it's whether or not you smoke inside or not like if it's an easy or whatever it's there's something about that you know hey i'm gonna go outside for 10 minutes go out there you know check your phone or just like enjoy the outside and smoke your cigarette it's like a really yeah it's relaxing it is it's like a small moment that you get to yourself and like some of the things that you do while smoking is pretty beneficial like you take a second to reflect Mm -hmm. i think i think that's a lot or that's probably why it's so addictive as well. Yeah. Oh, I think it's not only the fact that the nicotine is addicting, but I think that that, like, shot of, you know, I don't even know what you want to call it, but, like, that that moment in time where you're just by yourself and you're just kind of, like, for a lot of it, for when I was smoking, I was over at a friend's house, and, like, we would go out on the deck, and we could see, like, the whole entire, like, mountain range. Yeah. So I'd go out there, and I would smoke, and I would just look at the mountain range, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. it's peaceful. Yeah. You know, and then we go back inside and be hectic and crazy. Yeah. But 
they're tough. They're tough to kick. Yeah, absolutely. And like another thing about the money, it's so hard watching money go away sometimes. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many times when I go to like a, a gas station and I grab a pack and I take six of them out and then I take the pack and crush it and like leave it there at the gas station. But I do that every day. Yeah. And that's like seven bucks every single day that you're spending just to get cigarettes. Yeah. I, I respect though that you're limiting yourself because it's really easy to just, you know, yeah, take the whole pack home and be like, no, I'll just smoke six. But you know, yeah, we've all been there. It doesn't work like that, you know. Absolutely. And now that the prime times have come out, like I've definitely cut it down so much, and like I'll probably have one of those like little prime time things like a, a week. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, you've gotten really good. Good for you, man. Are you still smoking? No, I don't. No. I've got off of it. I the only thing that I will smoke from time to time is uh, what's it called CBD. Oh okay. And I don't do it frequently. It, I don't know. Have you ever smoked CBD before? Is it just the oil that comes in like the cartridge and yeah. you smoke it with the battery? Yeah. 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 It's I kind of like it. It makes me like like that shoulder tenseness like will go away and I'll just kind of like I won't even notice it until like. I like move and I'm like oh, I'm kind of relaxed. <laughs> yeah. But aside from that, I don't, I don't smoke anything anymore. Those are just really handy to have too. Yeah. It's just so, I mean, no one's gonna smell it and be like, oh, that smells like weed. Yeah. Usually because they're so like flavorful. Exactly. That flavor is gonna just gonna go away in the wind anyway. So. And I think too, like it, it's nice to have, because there's been days you know where life is really kicking your ass and either work's crazy or relations are crazy or life's crazy and you just want something to like smoke on or like whatever it might be yeah pull out the drawer and have something yeah i've been doing a lot with the cbd oils as well yeah yeah absolutely because i smoke in my room a lot i just got tired of smoking just like straight up green in my room the whole time just in case yeah yeah the i, I feel in that i've I've cut back on the green quite a bit myself just because I don't know that I, I haven't I don't really have a good reason why I stopped I think a lot of it was just trying to change the change my outlook no. so like there was a while where I was smoking I don't know at least once a day yeah. maybe a couple times a day and like had some shit go on and I was like smoking to try and feel better and it wasn't really working for me so i stepped away from it for a while and now i don't there's no such thing as a tolerance anymore for me yeah really yeah last time i did it was a part i went with park city with my girlfriend for a outing and yeah. we had some thc pills and uh i took some thc pills and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> oh, no. Like, you got hit a little too yeah. hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that Bieber, it's my girlfriend. She watches. Oh, cute. Um, it, it was weird. Like, And I don't know if it's just because I'm not used to it, but I took like maybe like 40 or 50 milligrams. Yeah. Like I fell asleep and I woke up and my whole body was just shaking. It was it was a weird moment. And, <laughs> but that was the last time. Are you still, you smoke green regularly or is it kind of a... Um, I used to. I used to smoke green on the daily, and yeah. then I switched to the oil just recently. But I like to switch it up. Yeah, so. I think it's good. That would be the benefit of moving to Colorado, though. Oh, my goodness. It would be so nice to just, like, freely smoke constantly. Yeah. Not even have to worry about... Like, it, 
not only is it like still like culturally unaccepted here, like people are still like, yeah, like it's still. If I get pulled over and I have weed in my car, I could still get legal trouble. Yeah, and do time potentially. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some of you guys who are from California and some of these other states where it's legal don't like you've already got that comfort like it's still I still feel like I have to go and hide yeah I do too that's why I switched to the the oils because I didn't want the smell like yeah if I was gonna go smoke outside I don't really know about my neighbors I mean the majority of my neighbors might be Mormon or like religious yeah so I don't know I mean I got a noise complaint one time and like the guy didn't even come over he just like sent the cop over really for noise complaint and like I think it was because of our radiator thing on top, well, the cooler thing. Yeah. They making a small buzz, and they sent over the police for that. I mean, imagine what would have happened if you like walked to my door and then like smelled weed, just like through. No. Yeah. It's immediate. It's a snowball domino effect. Exactly. So. I mean, a lot of fear. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's cops here too. Like, not to rag on, or to bring that topic up because now that's a hot subject. Yeah, it's super hot. But you know, there's still cops here in Utah that will bus kids and throw the book at them for weed yeah yeah really sad yeah where we could drive an hour and a half right now we could be in windover <laughs> at eight and legally smoke and not have any ramifications yeah have you gone to the windover dispensary yeah is it pretty good oh it's amazing really yeah it's <laughs> it was another culture shock for me because the first time i ever went into a legal shop was in colorado yeah. And it was still a little, it was fresh. So it still kind of felt like, <laughs> you know, it was kind of a, it wasn't run down, but it wasn't this nice, fancy thing. The one in Wendover, it's like as big as our old Smiths. Really? And Ghetto you, Smiths? Yeah, 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 Ghetto Smiths. You walk in and there's, you have to, you meet a greeter who's on the computer. Hey, how are you doing today? Wow. Um, this is what we have on stock, like. Blah, 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 blah. Do you want to sign up? This is, I laughed so hard there. She's like, do you want to sign up for our rewards program? What? Yeah. That's. And I'm like, sure. (laughs) And then you go in and there's like tables. Like, there was probably like 20 tables. Yeah. And in each table is the product. And then you can like smell it or look at it or read it if it's like, you know, an edible or whatever. Oh, okay. And then you find like an assistant person who's walking around like, hey, can I get this and they're they'll go write a ticket yeah you take the ticket up to the cashier and they're that's very professional paid nine to five you know yeah like hey how's your day going great like here's your stuff so great customer service oh fantastic (laughs) 10 out of 10 that's amazing it was just such a weird culture shock because i was like yeah like that would shock me too i was like am i gonna go outside and get arrested (laughs) (laughs) maybe yeah but like, I just barely started smoking, like, two, maybe th- two and a half years ago or something like that, maybe three. I don't know. So when I first heard of a dispensary, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was literally, like, a soda can machine that, like, sits out in oh, Colorado. Yeah. Like, a dispensary of something, and you, like, push the little button, and, like, it gives you, like, the amount of weed. Right. Or, like, <laughs> hey, here's seven joints. I want that one. You put money in. I think they have that now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Some of those buildings. Well, that's what I always thought a dispensary you're not, was. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I am curious. I mean, we talked a little bit about this before. Yeah. Um, so you, I remember growing up with you, and you were raised Mormon. Yes, sir. An LDS. Yeah. And then you went on a mission. So, I mean, 
to clarify with people, like Cole and I have known each other for like going on what more than twenty years. Yeah, at least twenty years. And there were times where we hung out more than we didn't. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I always considered you a friend, but I wasn't super close Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, through Manuel, when you started hanging out with him again, I was like, oh, that's a regular phase. That's crazy. <laughs> and then, you know, come to find out you've joined, well, not joined, but you're, you're more into the culture that um, isn't LDS is yes. the best way to put it. Absolutely. That is a good way to put it. Was there a, if you don't mind me asking, when, yeah. when did the shift happen? Like, was it? Um... It was maybe a year after I got home or so. Maybe yeah. a year, a year and a half. I don't remember really well. But I don't know. I just felt really... During my whole mission, it was a really cool experience. Like, I loved my mission. It yeah. was really good, and I got to know a lot of people. I went to Ecuador. Oh, wow. I got a new language out of it and everything. It was great. What do you speak? Spanish. You speak fluent Spanish? Yeah. Oh, and wow. Sometimes I still like, uh, speak Spanish like uh, at my job. I'll try to practice with Manuel, too. Right. I get nervous when I speak to him, though, for some reason. I don't, <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. When I got home, like, the culture was so different. And, like, people didn't seem to be, like, I don't know. I don't know big words, but, like, that nice. Or they weren't very accepting. And the culture is just so different here with the church that I ended up hating a lot of things. Mm. There's a lot of things that I still like about the church i love my parents yeah they do really well within the church my my little sister and brother are happy in the church and that's awesome it's just deep down i'm not gonna lie wesley like i always felt like that wasn't for me interesting yeah i always felt like i was doing something for someone else not really me i didn't feel like i had an identity for the most part and when i got home and waited a year after i was like being a good little mormon boy and everything like, I decided to make my own decisions, and I wanted to give that a try and, like, really see what Cole Cook is and not what someone else is, like, a, a follower within the church. I don't know if I'm even making sense. Uh, no, making 110% because and – I, and I respect that you're willing to talk about this because I think that, you know, I, I'm getting the chills because yeah. I think it's, <laughs> it's so important because – I've, I've talked to a lot of different people, right? Yeah. People who are still active in the church, people who are not active in the church, or have never been active in the church. And it's, I've always wondered and always been fearful for those who don't take that step back and be like, at least question something. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I've always wondered if everyone does and they're just too scared to admit it because... For those of you who don't live in Utah, the LDS Church does. I, I've talked negatively and I've talked positively about it yeah. in the past. I love the LDS religion. I grew up around it. Yeah. Phenomenal people, like the mass majority of them. You know, they might have their flaws, but so does everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Most of them are very caring, very helpful, mm -hmm. and as far as religions go. I'd rather ha be surrounded with a bunch of Mormons than a bunch of other things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, I've talked to a lot of people in a more intimate setting where they are, where they'll let their thoughts go, and so many people are afraid of losing their family, so they go and do things for them in the church. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are still in that mindset of like doing things because it's the family tradition. Or it's the family, the family expects it of you. 
and you're the first person that I've talked to who will openly admit that you did it for potentially the wrong reasons. Yeah, I feel like I did. During um, the whole time that I was in church, like growing up, I was pretty much the golden boy. Like all the people like loved me and they're like, oh, Cole Cook, he's gonna go on a mission. He's gonna do this, he's gonna do that. And you're such a good boy and like all this. And I don't know, it gets really, really old, really, really fast because so much is expected. And I don't know, like I don't really feel like I got that expectation from my parents. Like, I love my parents, and they're really good, and they've been yeah. really accepting. But a lot of the other people within the church, I did feel like there was a huge exception, uh, um, expectation. expectation. Like, uh, they expected more? Yeah, expected more. Yeah. I'm forgetting, like, all my... Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> all the big words. But, yeah, there was a huge expectation, absolutely, within the church. And I didn't feel like myself for most of the time that I was in the church. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So even like during junior high and high school, you felt like you were maybe somebody else? Yeah, absolutely. The whole time. Wow. And I feel like I lost a lot of time just lying to myself about who I really am during that whole time. And I think I missed out on a lot of really cool relationships. I probably would have hung out with you a lot more, Wes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I would probably hung out with a lot with uh, Sarah and Manuel and Forrest a lot more too. Yeah. Like all the boys. It's just I really cut myself off for some reason. Yeah, it's a, it's always an interesting dynamic, too, because I notice especially right out of high school, because, like, when you're in high school, right, everyone can be cool with each other because we're seeing each other on a regular basis. Like, yeah. you know, for us, it was, it's popular now, like, the dab. Or yeah. not, not, not the dab, but, like, <laughs> when you give someone a high five and a fist bump, that was really popular for us growing up. Like, you walk past someone you see and you do that. Yeah. And, you know, I really noticed it hard right out of high school. There was a split. Everyone who was LDS did this. Everyone who wasn't did that. Yeah. You know, absolutely. whether that be like a university college path or like, you know, the partying and trying to figure yourself out path or the mission or wait mm. for a little bit. Like there was a definite path and then there was no more, like, no more grouping together like you have to when you're in high school. Yeah. And it sucks because like there's a lot of people that I remember that. I I personally could have done better at trying to reach out and communicate, but everyone was on such a different path. Yeah. You know, because like, there's guys that I remember, like, you know, I try not to use last names out of personal, like, just, you know, respect, but, like, Cannon, he was a neighbor of yours. Yeah. I really enjoyed him in high school. Yeah. Vastly different path now, and I feel like I would be intruding in a bad way if I were to reach out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm the vast, I'm pretty sure i'm pretty the furthest opposite of what his life is now compared to me so i almost feel like it'd be not disrespectful but i don't want to go and be like hey what's up man like yeah it was really crazy because like me and canon were crazy kids at one point too yeah and you know canon he would always share like things that would make me feel like hey this kid's gonna like probably not be a part of the church and then all of a sudden like he's really well into the church which is great yeah, Good for him. fantastic. He has a lovely wife and also a lovely daughter, yeah. which was born on my birthday, hey. which is really cool. <laughs> so <laughs> automatically the godfather. Yeah, I have to be. You have to be. And then he moved to North Carolina, and he's living the life, the military Oh, really? Life. Yeah. He's in the military? Yeah, he's in the Air Force. That's so amazing. kind of the military. Right? Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to poke fun. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, it's just, I've noticed that too, especially with some people that, 
I was a little bit more close to who <laughs> it kind of blows my mind that they went the church path. Yeah. Um, one person, for example, that I love to death, I know that you watch sometimes. Yeah. I'd love to have you on if you're listening. Um, yeah. First name's Corey. And oh. he, I remember him not being involved in the yeah. church at yeah. all through high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then went on a mission, is married. And I don't know if he, I think he has a kid. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's a baby boy. Yeah. Him and Katrina. Yeah. And I was like, boy. interesting. I was not expecting that one. Yeah. But I, to get back on a serious note, I hope for his sake and whatnot, like, and if you ever want to talk about it or call me a fucking idiot if I'm wrong, feel free to. Because <laughs> I don't want to put any words in anyone's mouth. But yeah, an example like that that I see, I perceive that as doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Unless something just sparked. Mm-hmm. So I know we have two peers as well who went on missions who I know for a fact did it to appease the family. Yeah. And that, that makes me feel bad because two years is a long time. It is very long it and, very long. you know, I I would like to think that two years you would learn a lot about, your, I mean, you, I'm sure you learned a lot about yourself, and I would hope that they would be able to come back and know for sure, but yeah. it's tough. It is very tough, and sometimes it's hard not to, like, attack yourself about it, because you see, like, someone like Cannon or Corey that, that are within the church and they have like a cute little family and they're doing really well and they move out and they do all this and then mm-hmm. I'm like sitting back here and I'm like you know what I don't have a wife I don't have a girlfriend I don't have a kid I don't have a stable job I mean I do have a stable job but it's hard not to attack yourself thinking that like did I make the wrong decision but like deep down I can say that I've made the right decision and I'm happy for like the person that I am now because I know who I am I'm Cole Cook yeah. and I'm so happy that I found that out and I wouldn't change it at all and, and I think I, I applaud you for that a lot because I think that that's I think there's people even not talking about the LDS church that struggle with that yeah. you know, I'll, I'll give it I'll give you a personal example right like I grew up being you know heavy into baseball heavy into you know different forms of academics but I never felt that that was me yeah I always felt like there was a weird side of me that's like I'm always nervous and shy socially, yeah. but there was a part of me that wanted to be like doing something like this or like talking to people or presenting something or doing stand-up comedy or something on those lines. There was always something in me that was like, yeah. what, what is it that I'm not getting fulfilled in? Cause like I had, I had jobs that paid well, I got some schooling, you know, I've done that type of thing, but I never felt fulfilled. I was always questioning, I'm like, what am I missing in my life? Is it a partner? Yeah. Done the partner thing. I finally found someone that I think is, you know, well, pretty positive is going to be permanent, you yeah, know. that's so cool. Yeah, that's very so cool. Necessary. Very cool. And uh, and for those of you who might be in and out of relationships, just remember that there will be a point in time when the person comes and it makes way more sense than any of the other, other Thank ones Thank you for did. saying that because I'm in that category of people. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, it. I was in and out of relationships. I was engaged once. No. Um, to the wrong person. Thankfully, um, it didn't get deeper than it needed to be. Um, but as I'm sure everyone who has to go through heartbreak, you, it sucks and it's really hard to recover and it takes. 
It takes some people months, some people years, some people a decade. Yeah. Um, But it's, if I were to give anyone listening advice on relationships and finding someone that you can love, it's definitely one of those things that comes about when you're not really trying. Yeah. You know. Maybe I should do that a little bit more and just not try. Yeah, it's, it's, it definitely feels more like, you're like going on dates, right? Like that's how you find a romantic partner. And, yeah. You know, find someone that you want to show enough of you to have them be a part of your life. Mm-hmm. But I've always, at least where my failures were in relationships was like doing it and then having these expectations. Like, okay, well, been on like five, six dates, you know. We need to take it to the next level. Maybe we yeah. need to, you know, have sex or whatever it might be. Like, then I start getting in my head of like these expectations when they're not met. Either I start questioning it, they start questioning it. Communication breaks down, and then what? You yeah. know. And I, I'm happy enough to say that I'm with someone where I. People say like, "There's the honeymoon phase." We're two years in, and I don't think that exists. Like every day. It's fun. Yeah, it can be the honeymoon phase if you really want it to be. Like, yeah. And that's so cool that you're doing that, and it's really nice to hear. And it makes me have, like, a little bit more of hope. Yeah. So. And I mean, and it's... I, I don't believe in soulmates. I always thought that was a weird, like, movie thing. And I don't believe in, like, the plenty, like, there's millions of fish or could be someone else. I think there is someone for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, it's all about lifestyle and, you know, but it... You know, like I said, heartbreak is a motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ugh, I don't like that word, heartbreak. No. But just like, so you know, like, thank you so much for doing this and like doing what you want to do. Like, I can't tell you how happy I was when I first saw, when I first saw Wesley, like doing a playthrough of like Halo. Yeah. I was like, I like got excited and I went and like got some alcohol and like I got high as fuck and I was like watching like some fucking <laughs> Halo. And it was so nice because I missed that game so much. Yeah. And, like, you definitely are blessing people's lives with what you do. Oh, I appreciate that. Of course. And it was just so much fun to see that. Yeah. I love seeing the Arbiter and, like... Dude, the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah When absolutely. it came out on the PC, I messaged my buddy. Um, his name's Salty Frank. He's a... I met him... He's probably one of my best friends now, and I met him on Twitch. Go figure. Yeah. Um, but... I was like, hey, are we going to play Halo 3? And he's like, absolutely. And just the whole time it was fun. It reminded me of, like, you know, in junior high and high school, we would have people over and split screen, and we're yeah. up all night drinking Mountain yeah. Dew and pizza. Yeah, and Mountain Dew and pizza. And just having a, <laughs> a ball. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think 2020 does offer us one really awesome thing, and it's not going to stop, and that's being able to, in some sort of way, and I don't do this podcast for money. Yeah. It's not why I'm doing it. Would I, do I want to make this my career? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm not expecting money. There are ways to do things that you've always wanted to do and monetize it. Because like, if you wanted to make what's well, something random, I saw someone making sculptures of um, horror icons. Yeah. And that's like their passion. They just love doing it. And they're able to monetize it. And now they get to do what they love and not have to work. Yeah. And like with social medias and just how people feel about, I mean, we, 
you work a nine to five, I work a nine to five, mm. fucking blows. Yeah, it does. You know, <laughs> and part of me wonders, like, if I would have got more schooling, if I would hate work less. Yeah. I don't, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it because I'm giving my time to somebody else. Like, unless you start your own business, right? Like, you'll always be giving your time to someone else for money. Yeah. So I don't think that it's, I don't, like, maybe if you found, like, something you truly love, like, if you were ever since, because I remember there was a girl who we went to school with named Crystal. I actually don't even remember her last name. But ever since we were little, I remember her always talking about being a, uh, something, it was a, something to do with ocean, like, some sort of ocean engineer, or ocean, like, something to do with deep water. Yeah. I can't remember, a biochemist or a bio... Something like, that. like ever since she was a kid, I remember her talking about that. Yeah, and I hope that she made it there and she loves it. Yeah, you know. So I think there are people out there who can find that, but it's, I think it's mindset too. You yeah, know? I think it's really cool that you're chasing it. Yeah, absolutely. I wish that I don't know. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be like working at Jurassic Park. I thought for sure. By the time I was twenty six, like I thought for sure Jurassic Park would be really like a real thing. And I'd be, like, ahead of, like, the Dilophosaurus, like, enclosures and, like, doing cool shit like that. But I had to change my my dream a little bit. Did Manuel like, ever ask you the question I told him to ask you? Maybe. What was the question? No, I don't think he did. I told Manuel one day, because we were talking about you at work or whatever, <laughs> and I'm like, ask Cole if he still got all of his dinosaurs. Oh, shit. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I remember the first time, I think it was actually the only time, I don't remember who I was with, but we went over to your house. And I was so fucking, like, jealous of your bedroom. <laughs> it was dope, because at the time, you had, like, the hanging net. Yeah. 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 It had just dinosaurs everywhere. I'm like, yeah. what am I doing <laughs> wrong in my house? Oh, my goodness. I was so blessed to have, like, a really artistic father. Mm. And he drew, like, a massive T-Rex on one of my walls. And it's, like, chasing velociraptors. And then on one wall, it had, like, a massive tank. And then I had a Jeep. And then, yeah. like, there's, like, little tiny dinosaurs in some places. It was a really cool room. It was. And, like, I was the hugest nerd. I'm still, like, a huge nerd about dinosaurs. Like, massive. Well, they're fucking rad. Yeah, they are. They really are. It's, yeah, it it sucks that, you know, things like that we can't chase, right? Like Yeah. Because, like, I I grew up and I wanted to be, like, a professional athlete. Yeah. The odds of that ever happening are about as slim as, you know, most careers go. You know, and it's... I think one thing, too, that people have to realize, and this is for any of the young listeners, like, you do have to start realizing at some point, like, the realistic options of your life, yeah. you know? Because, like, if you have, like, a crazy career option, chase it. Don't be afraid to chase it. And don't listen to people who tell you to don't because, yeah. you know, you're going to be 40 or 50 faster than you think. Yeah. And you're going to be like, well, shit, I wish I would have chased it. Yeah. But you also have to be real with, like your expectations because absolutely yeah you know, i don't know how much social media you are involved with but it's so easy to get lost into the the snippets of all these you know popular influencers and creators and we see all this yeah. like amazing things and then we start reflecting on ourselves thinking like i'll never have that like yeah like what am i doing here you know you have to really make your life not only yours but you have to be able to take what resources you have 
and create something that you feel satisfied with. Yeah. And not all of us are going to wake up one day and have 10 million TikTok followers and be able to shake our ass for millions of dollars. Oh my goodness, I know. Sometimes... Like, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Me too. I wish. I wish I could shake my ass right. just like on the screen and like get money. Yeah, you know, like I'll drop it down for a couple <laughs> thousand right now. Like, yeah. But you know, the realistic thing is like that's going to happen to a smaller than one percent of the world. Absolutely. You know, and finding something else that you can actually have that light at the end of the tunnel be realistic is super important. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes it is difficult to see those people on like social medias that have like something that you kind of want. Um, and sometimes it's hard to like kill those dreams. A lot of those people that a lot of the people that have those kind of lives were born into it. Mm-hmm. We're like very, very blessed somehow. Like, for example, someone that I follow on Instagram that helps out with conservation of like animals, like tigers and shit. Like, I'm pretty sure it's owned by her family. Oh, and that's well. probably how she like got into it. And like, she's taken, I don't know, she has like a ton of followers and she's taken pictures of like kookaburras and, mm. and toucans and shit. Like, that would be an awesome thing, but you know what? I wasn't really born into it, so. Yeah, and I mean, you can even flip the switch and do people like, who's a really popular, Logan Paul. Yeah. Right? You know, through all of his negatives and whatnot, like, he got popular, but he also had a very an upbringing that was above average. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people forget that that's, that helps. If you can, absolutely. If you can focus on like something like a social media and you have money from your family or whatever, and I'm not saying he did, I don't know, but if I, if someone could come up to me and give me $50,000 today or like when I was 18 and I didn't have to work or do anything, it's much different than trying to do it when you're like, paying bills and rent yes and trying to grow something because yes. like everything takes money and that's what people it forget it really does you know you want to grow a twitch stream <laughs> you either get really lucky and someone notices you or you pay for advertising yeah that sounds so difficult yeah are you mostly on twitch right now yeah uh well for streaming wise yeah twitch is the most um popular one on the back end i'm on all the popular platforms that exist for podcasts. So, like, yeah. you know, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it might be. Mm. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I've, <laughs> everyone always says that they're, regardless of what you're doing, there's going to be something that feels like work. Yeah. And I, this part of it, love. I yeah. wish I could do this for 15 hours a day. <laughs> Editing, uploading, yeah. Oh, I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Looks so hard. Yeah, and it's I suck at editing. My edits are just like clipping stuff together to make it work. Yeah. I can't I've seen some of these guys who are like professional editors who make who like edit like big YouTubers videos. Uh-huh. I've seen their screens and stuff. I'm like, I don't even I couldn't even imagine. Like there's some videos that have to take like 15, 20 hours to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I can't imagine what Dr. Disrespect has to go through to, like, make his... Did you see him, his comeback? Yeah. And, like, how he... There's, like, parts in his video where he would, like, you know, go off, and then he's, like, in a gym or something. Yeah. Like, that shit's layered. Yeah. And, like, that has to take so much. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. Like, it's so crazy. You know, and it's... I, I like talking about Dr. Disrespect, A, because he's 
fucking the character's great. Yeah. Hilarious. Absolutely. absolutely. But B, people forget this. People forget that Doctor Disrespect has been in the game as that character hustling hard as fuck since like the first like day of Machinima. Yeah. You remember Machinima? Machinima? No, I don't. But I know that Dr. Disrespect has been like here for a very long time. Yeah. What is that? Machinima was like the early days of YouTube. They were like a... What's something I can compare them to? You know what Watch Mojo is? They do all the top ten lists. On okay, yeah. Okay, Machinima was kind of like... They were a brand that incorporate a lot of different levels of gaming-related things. Okay. So they would have, like, this is this group of people doing this, or this is this group of people talking about this. And then the top, like, it was all under, like, the Machinima brand. Okay. But I remember that was the first time, and I didn't see this when it happened, because this would have been, like, 2006 or seven. but I've seen a video of him on a Machinima, like, walking around the streets like he's six foot like eight or something yeah he's a very big man yeah just dangling and tall wearing like a that vest like the same exact outfit the hair the mustache yeah. you know the whole look like 15 years ago yeah and he just like barely got huge what two three years ago yeah i mean there have had to have been times in his life when he only had like 20 viewers 30 viewers and things like that yeah but you know, that's not what really is important. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've been seeing some of the things on, like, Facebook with some of the popular streamers that it shows, like, one of their Twitter posts from, like, three years ago. And it's like, oh, I'm so happy that we had, like, 60 people on our channel. Like, Stone Mountain, Yeah. he just did his, and he was like, yeah, I'm so glad we had 640 people. And now he has, like, I think one day he had, like, 64,000, like, people watching him live. Crazy. Like, Facebook, you can tap into that. If you can tap into the viewership on Facebook, you're set. Yeah. It, and that's what, because, like, you know, I've been pretty candid with a lot of people who watch me regularly about, like, there's been lots of times where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Should I quit? Should I, you know, you know, I've put in lots of time and effort and, as far as like financially, I'm about even. Yeah. Like, so I can't complain there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Some people aren't even. So. Yeah. You know, so, and I definitely, I'm definitely very happy with a lot of the people. Like, I've met people on here that I expect to talk to for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, online friends, right? Like, they're, <laughs> they're the best. They are. But I've realized one thing, right? If I quit tomorrow, and I don't do any more podcasts or any more Twitch streaming or game streaming. What if that next day was the day? Yeah. I can't predict that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know if tomorrow will be the day someone rolls across the stream and hosts me with thousands of people. Yeah. You know? But what I can predict is I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You never know if, like, the algorithm is going to, like, shift as well. Like, Facebook right now has an algorithm for like cod and it's pushing people on cod right now yeah and like it's not pushing people on a lot of different streams so you never know like if i mean facebook is a new streaming service yeah and they're like coming up with like bright new ideas so you never know if like they'll actually perfect the algorithms for facebook and all of a sudden it just like shoots people at you absolutely which i hope it does and i feel like it would and same thing like and getting on new medias is really prime because you never know what could happen there was one, I think we're live there still tonight. It's died. It was called D Live. D Live. That doesn't sound um, familiar to me. So they got they 
They run a blockchain currency on their streaming service. Okay. So you can like unlock revenue just by watching people through their backlog. I don't know. It was really weird. <laughs> but they paid uh, PewDiePie a oh, yeah. buttload of money to go over there and stream for like a week. It was like a couple million. He just had to stream wow. for a week. So people were going and flooding in. Yeah. So I hopped on there and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll stream on DLive. So I'm still on there from time to time. But they would how their thing worked is they would just randomly promote a streamer on their front page. No prerequisite, no like, oh, you've had to been on DLive for this long. Yeah. Just be a random person at a random time. That's kind of cool. There could be zero people who have ever seen the channel and it could be them. <laughs> and that's cool. That like, is cool. That is a cool feature. Because I, I truly believe like through people that I've met on the lower spectrum of Twitch, you know, the people who have been grinding it, you know, less than 30, 40, 50 viewers, like, yeah there's so much talent there's so many talented people that are just you know waiting to sprout yeah absolutely i mean you can see it now especially with uh, this new game that just came out called in the imposter yeah, among, yeah. Us. among us among us among us would be so cool to play mm -hmm. with like a bunch of people it would be so cool to stream that as well and like that's been so that's been here for like four years now yeah or something or five or something and then all of a sudden a bunch of streamers got it and their viewership's, like, skyrocketed. Blew up. Well, then we got games like Fall Guys. Fall Guys as well. Fall Guys came out of nowhere yeah. and then took the whole entire streaming community by storm for, like, two, three weeks. It did. You know, it's kind of starting to simmer down because it... I, I liked Fall Guys. It was a lot of fun. But they didn't seem fast enough on getting us new things. Yeah, that's true. And I can't blame them, right? Like... They probably weren't expecting it to be as popular oh, as it absolutely was. Not. Absolutely and not. I know that they have an update coming out here pretty soon that's supposed to give us like three or four more maps. And... Yeah. They recently just got like an update like a couple days ago as well, I think, like, yeah. trying to clean up some stuff. But the anti-cheat's like garbage in that fucking thing yeah, too. Yeah, that's, that's like, another thing that's killing people's yeah. for that one. I mean, people, I don't understand why a lot of people don't have anti-cheat for a lot of their games, especially like COD. COD has, is a multi-billion... They, they they have so much money, and they make a shit game. Yeah. Like, so there's so much cash grabs, and it makes me angry. Like, I yeah. I hate that so much. <clears throat> I've, yeah. Call of Duty, I like playing any game if it's with friends. Right. Because yeah. it can be fun. But I'm not going to turn to Call of Duty if I'm just, like, hanging mm -hmm. out, you know? Yeah, absolutely not. You know, they, I think that... They make a game for a certain audience, and that audience fucking loves Call of Duty, and that's cool. I used to play Call of Duty a lot, like yeah. Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops 1 era. I played a lot of that. It's it's the same game. It is. It's an extremely casual game. Yeah. Super casual, because you can feel good for a couple seconds if you see him first. Yeah. And like you can shoot people and they die instantly because time to kill is so short. And it makes you feel good when you see bodies hit the floor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You get that quick, uh, what is it? Is it serotonin that's the happiness it, I drug? think it's serotonin. Yeah, yeah. You, maybe it's serotonin might be the sleep one. I don't know. Uh, you get that chemical bust because you're like, yeah. oh, I got 14 kills. Let's yeah. go. Kill streak, headshots. No, I, I, I like more tactical. I like really difficult games too. Like I've always been a big fan of the Dark Souls and yeah, everything on that. Dark Souls would be really cool to get into. I only watched gameplay on it, but I haven't. I highly recommend it. There's a game that that game franchise is one of the most rewarding games that I've ever played in my life because you'll just get 
you'll get your ass dragged in the dirt for like hours on yeah. a boss. And then you finally get them and you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go out and like a like a random mob kills you and you're like, oh, no, so no. <laughs> Dark Souls is Dark Souls is great. What do you mostly play? Um, as of right now, I finished up Dead Space, so that one's good. Um, right now I'm just playing Apex Legends. Yeah. I play a lot of Titanfall too as well. Oh, I, I love Titanfall. Titanfall is one of my favorite games actually. But right now it's just Titanfall and, and Apex, nothing else really. Apex's new season just came out, right? Yes. Like two weeks ago? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. It was super it was super um super recent. They changed the they changed the map up on this one, right? Yeah, they changed up a lot of the map features and also a lot of the gunplay features. Um, they they lowered the time to kill as well. I think they were trying to compete with uh, with COD a little bit. So oh, so like less where your bolts do more damage on impact, or um, they have like less shields and it t- you take more damage. I think mm-hmm. so. Pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean it's heightening the. It kind of I don't know. I I'll be honest with you. As far as gaming goes, I've sort of already gotten tired of Battle Royales in a way, just because of how many games are doing it now. Like, it really, honestly, it happened when Call of Duty jumped into the mix. Yeah. It was like, another Battle Royale, you know, another Twitch shooter, like... Yeah. You know, I, I don't really watch many streamers play Call of Duty, and I get why people would enjoy watching it. Because, like, you're enjoying the characters. But I just... I guess it's that whole feeling, right? Like, you get that win and you're like, I'm better than these 96 other people or whatever. Yeah. But it's just not... I don't know, it's never been for me. Yeah, I think it's getting a little bit more like that for a lot of people as well. Because it's so easy to, like, have all these sweaty players come in. And you see someone, like... I don't know, like Acolyte and Stone Mountain that play together, and they're just like dominating like servers. They're just like, they're, you know, just like taking care of business. They're like killing so much. Didn't they? Aren't they the two that? Well, because they play with four people, right? Yeah. Didn't aren't they the ones who got like? I might be thinking of a different group, but I saw something where some group got like fifty nine kills and. A match or something yeah, crazy something like that. Nuts. Like yeah. more than half of the <laughs> game, they like half the people in the game they killed. Yeah. Could you imagine like dying to someone like that, like on any video game? Like it would just. And why? Why do you even try at that point? I still, I'll, I'll dabble in Overwatch. Yeah. Um, from time to time, and I got on there the other day, and uh, I played a rank. I, I I just jump into ranked games because I just you learn by fire. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I played this dude, and he was... Have you played Overwatch before? No, but I know what it is. It's yeah. by Blizzard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a character called McCree, and he's just a straightforward... He's got a revolver. He shoots one shot at a time, and if you get headshot, you know, two shots are going to kill you. Yeah. I played a game where this dude had, like, 47 kills and died once, which oh, for for Overwatch is... 99 percentile like wow beyond and i remember like watching the kill cams he killed me like a dozen <laughs> times probably and i was like how the hell do you get to that level yeah he's probably like a nine-year-old kid too <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah probably. i'm just getting smoked by this kid sitting in his basement yeah i mean probably i mean kids sit i don't know that's another thing why i don't like cod is because you get shot in the back by like a fucking nine-year-old yeah like constantly but i I think for me, the COD, I know that, like, 
the competitive side of it's tactical, but I like my games to be more tactical where I feel like I'm, uh, I have a plan, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I also just like hate it when, when you go through like, the game and then, I don't know, you, that you progress and then you just die instantly. That's another reason why I hate battle royales right now as well. Is like you, you know you get the good guns or you get the good equipment and then all of a sudden you just die immediately and I think that's why a lot of people are stepping back and doing more things like what you're saying yeah is you, you know like try to find those games that you can like take a step back prepare yourself that's why I really fell off Fortnite super early yeah because like I I got Fortnite right when it released I was you know I didn't I've probably legit only played like maybe 20 hours of it but 15 of it were pretty much right when it released and it was the same reason like i'd be walking around for 25 minutes and then get one shot by a sniper and i'm like why do i want to play this you know for the small interactions that i get like but then i've heard the game's gotten a lot different it's a lot more fast paced and in your face type of thing and then yeah obviously streamers created whatever that monster is that is fortnite now and it's still a monster yeah Absolutely. I mean, I remember we were streaming here. It was Forrest and I, and someone came in chat, and they're like, "Oh my God, Drake's or Ninja's playing with Drake," and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> so we like go over, and it's like he was playing with Drake, and I'm oh like, "Oh my gosh, what the hell?" <laughs> That's so cool that you were playing some video games with Forrest. Yeah, I used to play video games with Forrest. I think we used to play the N64. And there was a South Park game. Oh, yeah. I remember the South Park game. Yeah. And, like, you, you take, like, snowballs and you throw them at each other. And yeah. And, like, sometimes you could pee on the snowballs and, like, throw them as well. Yeah. <laughs> that game was great. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, my gosh. So, I fell behind it on chat here. Go Eagles says, didn't we all, didn't we all play Fort one time? Yeah, Go, Go Eagles, we did. We played Fortnite one evening together. Um, I just, it's weird, the whole gaming community in general now. Yeah. I mean, it says, sounds like you're having a bad time online. Like, I suck at COD. And I sometimes do have a bad time online. Yeah. But. I do too. <laughs> oh, my God. I've turned more. I don't know if it's a age thing or what, but I've become. Not that I've become less competitive, but I've become less tolerable of bullshit. And games like Call of Duty just generate so much fucking bullshit. I just I just can't like I just don't have fun playing it yep. so then I will be like two hours in I'm like I'm fucking over it yep. I'm like what am I doing this to myself like I'm not having a good time yeah um I mean a lot of it probably comes from do you do do you just like randomly squat up with like other randos yeah yeah I think that's a big problem too because a lot of people like what we were saying like going with three-man squads I think if like you went on with like two of your friends you know communications fun. there they most likely have headsets. Everyone's speaking to each other. Yeah. It's probably a lot better of a time online, but I don't have that many friends on, online. Yeah. No. And it's, I don't know, I think that any game can be fun with the right group of friends, too. Like, yeah. You know, I've played, it was me, Forrest, and Salty, and a couple other people. We played a, a game called The Forest. Did you ever hear about that one? No. It's like a, I think they put it as a survival horror game, but the the whole gist of it is is like you crash on a island they you see someone take your son and you have to like survive by like kind of like the minecraft style surviving where you got to chop down trees build a house 
build yeah. equipment and then go and do things. The game itself, not that great. It's yeah. not optimized well. It's not like nothing's like super like, oh, this is great mechanics or like cool story. Playing it with like three or four friends, we're all laughing and joking. It was a great time. Yeah. And I think that's why Among Us is starting to like rise to the top as well. Yeah. Um, there was another game that came out that kind of sounds like that, the survival kind. When have you? Did you ever watch like Honey I Shrunk the Kids? I know where we're going. Yes. Yeah. Grounded. Yeah. Didn't you play that not too long ago? Yes. Yeah. It was you. Okay. I love Grounded. <laughs> that game is in super early access, so it's like very. There's not a ton to do in that game. Yeah. But I am so excited to see where that game goes because it could go tons of paths. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's it's a good one. It, it's it's just so much fun because like the whole idea like it's like almost a weird childhood like fantasy thing. Like yeah, it is. Like I wish that, that would have happened to me. Like what would I have done? Like yeah, it's just so interesting. Now they're they introduced like a weird bird that's in there now. And oh really? They're saying that like eventually they want to have it so you can get inside the house. Oh, okay. Cool. And I'm like that would be cool to be a tiny little person inside of a huge house. Like see what crazy stuff would be in there yeah it would be i know they have like spiders and things like that but it would be cool to see a lot of more insects and things like yeah like that incorporated that's really cool that they have a bird yeah that sounds kind of scary actually it is it just sits there and makes a bunch of noises at you (laughs) so go ego says ea be fucking over the madden people they made it free last weekend and you've got people who spent 60 100 bucks to pre-order it petty ass company yeah I've never been into the sports games, personally, but I know Go Eagles is a huge Madden player, and yeah. I heard that this new Madden is uh, pretty much dog shit. Really? Yeah. I mean, EA has a, has a I don't know, they don't have very good, uh, like, a running right now no, with they, anything. They've kind of been dropping the ball. Yeah. I mean, every, I, I, I don't know if you remember the hype about um, Anthem. Like, that was hyped the fuck out of everything. Like, it was hyped so hard. And there were so many commercials that were showing up, and then all of a sudden it comes out, and it's like, it's dog shit. I was so mad about that one. Because <laughs> I, fell, I fell for the hype. I was you so did. ready. Yeah. I was like, dude, this game's going to be the shit. This is going to be what I wanted Destiny to be, but better. Yeah. And I got it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't even a game. Oh, my God. I think I played, I played so little of it that I was able to get a refund. You Okay, good. Yeah. That's good to know. Oh, absolutely. Just was like, I don't know. I don't know how they dropped the ball so hard on that one. We can get away from gaming because gaming yeah, is one of those things we could talk about for hundreds of hours. Oh, it's yeah. just so crazy. Um, yeah, there was something else I wanted to bring up. So, as I've been talking to other people, so like last, oh, maybe it was two or three weeks ago, I had Kyle Cook on, if you remember him. Kyle Cook, yeah. Yeah, he used to go by Monkey. Yeah. Okay, yeah. he was in my math class. Yeah. Okay. He's a wild individual. And uh, Ryan Apogian. Ryan Apogian is a cool guy, too. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah, he looks like a fucking Viking now. He does. Just beard. Beard. Beard's down mm-hmm. here. Good for him. Like, he's just <laughs> killing it. <laughs> um, but we were talking about, like, how weird it is to reflect on those, like, last couple years of high school. And then, like, knowing, like how people knew stories about other people. So I'm curious, like, as far as, like, the last couple years of your high school, like, what were some of the, like, things that you really remembered 
that went on because I'm curious if it differs from anything that I had or is like similar in a way hmm. like if you have any like stories because I remember there was one well everyone knew about this one about a, me no not about you okay. sorry, never, <laughs> a particular someone taking a shit on one of our history teachers houses front porches wow that happened you never heard about that, about that one? no <laughs> I was so protected yeah honestly. you have no idea it was like I'm curious about that perspective too because maybe yeah. that is a little bit of it there so i guess i can tell you the stories then so there was i wasn't really super heavily involved in this because i was more it's not that i was protected but my parents were strict in a different way than normal yeah it was like you know you're f- um you're free to do anything you want on the weekends but 10 30 at home or trouble and then i had to work yeah um but there became a thing called, what did they call it? The, it was like a, almost like a prank war, but it was like trying to one up each other between like these groups of kids. Yeah. And uh, one of them, you know, super well, and I won't, I don't know if I can say his name or not, because I don't know if it's still, I don't think, he, his <laughs> name was Brett. Oh, okay. Yeah, went to school with him forever. Yeah. That Brett. Damn. And uh, I didn't know Brett was like. Okay. Brett was a secret savage for a while. Yeah. I, I don't know about him now, but I was always super jealous because he got like he kissed all the pretty girls. Yeah, he did. Okay. Son of a bitch. I know. <laughs> Brett. Yeah. God damn you. <laughs> um there was a point in time where I'm trying to think what they called it, shenanigan wars or something like that. Like that whole group and then there was a bunch of other kids and they were just doing all these crazy things and it the pinnacle of it was him going to Mr. Winkleman's house. Winkleman? And pooping on his front porch. Dang. That takes some fucking, like, that takes some balls. Just huge elephants. Yeah. You know, at the time, it was hilarious, right? Like, everyone was like, oh, my God, that happened. Yeah. And then I reflect on it now. I'm like, that, I would have fucking beat the tar out of that kid. If I walked outside and someone was shitting on my front porch, oh, yeah. my God. But... Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any stories that like <laughs> of high school that you really recall? <clears throat> this is my favorite story of high school. One because it includes Tyler, mm. and Tyler's such a he's such a nice kid. Yeah. But I went to like it was one of the only times that I went to a party in high school, and mm-hmm. I thought I was so cool because I went to one that there was probably alcohol. Yeah. Woo. You know? And, like, they had a hot tub, and everyone was, like, naked in the hot tub. I can't tell you. I mean, I remember Tyler was there, and I went with Whitney. Yeah. You remember Whitney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was super nervous, and um, because Whitney knew everyone there really well, and I was going to go into, like, the, the hot tub. And I thought I was, like, really cool because I dropped 30 pounds, and I was, like, trying to show off a little bit, so I took off my shirt and, like, I walked over to it and then I fell like face forward in, oh. but I accidentally like punched Tyler in the dick on the way down, <laughs> <laughs> and he was naked. Yeah. And so it was like there was no protection whatsoever. So I had, like full fist, like just Damn. straight up dick yeah. punched him. <laughs> <laughs> so now like every time I see Tyler, I'm like, hey Tyler, do you remember when I touched your dick? Yeah. He's like he's always so like. <sighs> Sorry for punching your wiener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard about. That I didn't hear about the wiener punch, but I heard about the hot tub. Oh yeah, just well, like just the naked hot tub thing. I don't really recall anyone else involved. 
No, I can't remember who who else was there. It might have been like a lot of the the theater people, like the cool kids. Yeah, I don't know. they were the cool kids, weren't they? Like a lot of the theater kids. Maybe it wasn't the theater kids. Well, I, I, I think it's perspective, right? Yeah, because like the the cool kids that I remember were like the like the group of I don't even know what to call them. That was my stomach. Sorry. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, that was like. At least what I remember, like, kind of the rich, non-theater kids. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't want to name drop people because I feel bad to put them in that category. Because I, mean, I know a lot of them now, and they're fucking I mean, they're rich, nice people. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, okay, like, Tanner, Sammy, Emily, um, fucking Craig. Sammy sounds super familiar. Yeah. Everyone had a crush on her. Probably. Yeah. A lot of those Probably. people. <laughs> a lot of those people I don't recognize because I, I wasn't one of the cool kids. Yeah. Probably. I had a weird. Now that I look back, I had a weird setting for myself in high school because like, I never really was in a particular group like permanently. Yeah. But I bounced around a lot to different groups, so it was almost it was cool because I was like, oh, people know me. <laughs> but then at the same time, I was like, there'd be nights where I'd be like alone. I'd be. Like, I'm not really part of any groups. Oh my god. You were definitely one of the popular kids. Like everyone knew Wesley McVee. One hundred percent. If you said Wes, like people would know who you were. Yeah, people knew me, but not like I was just like people knew me. Yeah. I don't know. I think people knew me at least of me because of like one thing that happened in sophomore year. This is another like great embarrassing story as well that you can share with people if you would like. Okay. Yeah, I give you my permission. But um, sophomore year, I had my mom's cell phone because, I don't know, that's how she would contact me. So I had that. My mom really likes Mamma Mia by Abba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was going to, uh, it was like the last class of the day. It was like U.S. history or something. And it was dead silent because we had a substitute. And I remember like someone's phone going off and it was a Mamma Mia song. And it was like, my, my, how much I have missed. Yeah. 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 It started playing. And I, like, look over, and there was this girl named Mallory. Yeah. And I was like, is that your phone? She's like, no, it's not me. And, like, I realized that it was my phone because my mom gave me that stupid phone. And, like, the dead of silence, I, like, stood up in my chair. Like, I have to take this call. And I, like, ran out. And, like, I could hear everyone behind me, like, laughing. <laughs> and then I just went home because I was so sad. Oh. But it was, like, one of the last days of school. So I think people forgot who I was or, like, that happened. Yeah. And then I came back, and no one ever said anything to me about it. That's perfect. Which was great. Well, yeah. That... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you got up and then you were just embarrassed and you just left? Yeah. I Good said. Yeah, I would have done the same thing <laughs> for sure. I was like, I have to take this call. And I just walked out. <laughs> well, I ran, but still. Yeah. High school. <laughs> you know, I, I like talking about high school, but I've talked to a couple people, not here. There is such thing as people who peaked in high school, and I didn't think that existed. Yeah. I feel really bad for some people. There's a lot of people I've interacted with, you know, the past, we've almost been out 10 years. Oh, my God. Which makes me sick yeah, <laughs> to my stomach. But uh, where they deaf, like, they still are living in high school. Like, That's sad. All their conversations were like, yeah, man, like, back when we were in high school, and I'm like... Bro, that cool, was like, dude. That was a long time ago. Like, you need to expand your horizons a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. 
have you ever gone to like the the reunion no i skipped the five-year one me too um i got invited heard it was absolute dog shit really yeah i heard it was really cringy Ugh, probably I'm, i'll go to the 10-year <laughs> one the 10-year one's gonna be it's gonna be weird it'll be fun to see all the people that you were just talking about though the people that like lived in high yeah. school and like peaked there i'm 100 percent like positive that they'll be there oh yeah for sure we should go together i'm down like, i'm down to go <laughs> yeah for sure i i just i don't want to go for any particular reason like i'm not going because like i don't have any like unspoken grudges i gotta get off my chest or anything like that yeah i'm just 100 percent curious yeah me too. and there's some people that i remember and i'm like i hope they show up either just because i want to say hi or i just want to see like yeah where did you end up <laughs> you know yeah i'm sure it'll be interesting because i there's been some people who I know have been pretty successful, um, at least financially. I don't think we had anyone do anything like became famous. I always thought like Jane was gonna be like super famous. Yeah, I thought so too. Like she was gonna be like some political leader. I don't know she. Do you know what she is now? No, I don't. I don't either. That's a weird thing. Is like. You know, you always have those pers- like that perspective of someone and think they might go a certain route. I don't know anyone who actually did what I thought. Yeah, I don't remember anyone either. Huh? We have. <laughs> I think we've. Had, sadly, I mean, this is a much. <laughs> a more. He was popular. Eh. <laughs> I, I, I. This is more depressing, but I think we have lost a couple people from our grade. We have. I think so. Yeah. Someone was telling me someone passed away. Really. Yeah. And then I know that there's been a couple who are a few years older um, who've passed away. That's too bad. Yeah. I don't, I didn't talk to anyone that was older than me because I was too shy. <laughs> but who's passed away? I mean, Can I ask you that? Maybe not. Well, no, no, no. I'm trying to remember. One of them who was older than us, and I'll say his name in Memorates, was uh, Stephen Howie. Stephen Howie. He was the tall tall kid like seven foot howie yeah oh oh really he, he passed away in a motorcycle accident oh my god yeah just up over by wildcat way actually oh, okay so rest in peace yeah absolutely rest in you peace condolences to the families yeah absolutely um and i know that we lost a couple people from drugs um during that i know that it was I think two specifically during the fentanyl problem. Yeah. Um, that's sad. Cause like, you know, I don't, it, the whole drug conversation is, you know, a tough one. Cause like I'm personally someone who thinks that things can be used in moderation. Absolutely. There are some stuff that you probably should a hundred percent avoid. Um, it just sucks that, people passed away for something that either they didn't know that they were doing or they did because and didn't properly i don't even know if it was didn't properly or just didn't expect the outcome yeah because you know? like i don't know a lot about fentanyl really but i know that for a while there most things were cut with it and then a lot of uh um cocaine was mixed with it and yeah that's always a bad that's always a bad mix when you when it's cut with like a bunch of different stuff because yeah. you never know yeah and i mean I, i'm definitely 
you know, I've dabbled my fair share in different things and as I'm sure a lot of people in Utah have now and, you know, as lame as it might sound, you know, because we have a big EDM community here yeah. and, you know, EDM and some specific drugs go hand in hand. It might sound lame. It might kill the mood for a little bit. Just test your shit. Yeah. Like, it's not worth doing something in the moment, and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many test kits that you could probably get. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's so easy to buy one online now. I'm and, sure. Like and on there's Amazon. Yeah, and there's some test kits, too, that are, like, <clears throat> fairly quick. Like, you're, you know, buy your shit a week in advance and just test it. Yeah. Like, there's no, to be honest, there's no reason not to. Like, yeah. You're still gonna have fun, you know. It's if it's not good, at least you knew. Cause mm-hmm. I've had friends who, you know, went to a concert or whatever, and it ended up being like whatever they wanted to take, whether it was E or something else, and it ended up being mostly meth. That happened to two friends, yeah. and you know, it didn't. They didn't get hooked on it. There wasn't any adverse effects, but like the potential of, you know bad bad shit happening is there mm-hmm. and, Absolutely. you know if it's your thing and that's what you want to do and that's how you have fun so be it yeah just make sure that you're being cautious yeah i mean that's something that i've dabbled in as well especially like after like what we were talking about you know coming with like i don't know like trying to figure out your own identity and who you are as a person when i when i initially left the church um like Oh, two weeks after I took my first drink, that's when I, I decided I was going to do everything that I thought that I missed out on mm. the past couple of years because, I don't know, I was really um, attacking myself a lot of that time because I felt like I did lose a lot of time and, like, people were out having, like, sex when they were, like, 17 and 18 and 19 and shit. Yeah. Here I am, like, at a virgin, like, at fucking 23 years old and so that was, like, I just wanted to do everything and that might not have been, like, the best way to go about it probably but i don't know after that maybe a week after i took my first drink i didn't i took acid and molly oh no shit yeah i went to dos like also on the subject of yeah of the edm culture i was with really good friends though that's good super good friends that really introduced me to like kind of that kind of stuff but didn't pressure me at all for anything so was it fun absolutely good good absolutely yes yeah <laughs> good <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad because I mean, I I've been to a couple different events and you know I particularly don't I've never been comfortable doing things around strangers so I didn't dabble but um, my dabbling and other things have been more in smaller groups and I definitely have always wanted to go to like an event and try something you know um, but things are so crazy now like. I, People talk about yeah. doing, like, Jedi flips, and I don't even know what that means. It's, like, starting with one thing and then flipping it to another when you're peeking. And oh, then... okay, like candy flipping? Yeah. That's what I've heard. Maybe Jedi flipping. I, maybe I'll I don't know what that is, but I don't know if that's the same thing or if it's, like, certain things. Like... If it is the same thing, I'm going to start calling it Jedi flips because that sounds so much cooler. Way cooler. Way so, cooler. Sith flips. Yeah, Sith flips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm curious about this. So, like... When you're growing up LDS, right, yeah. in your mind, because, like, you know, from an outside point of view, like, I, I've done a lot of research and studying, like, because I've always been one of the persons, like, I don't think that I was ever too outspoken against the church growing up. Like, I never really wanted that to be my, you know, per, like, 
provocative. Like, what's the word? I didn't want that to be my image. Yeah. I didn't want the people think that I was anti-anything. Because in reality, like, as corny as it sounds, like, I, I genuinely love people. Like, I just, I think everyone has a story and, yeah. you know, is amazing in their own right, even if they might be a little of a dick or whatever. But yeah. um, you get told a lot of things are bad, you know, growing up LDS and... Yes. Does in your head, I mean, I know this, I'm sure this is case by case by case. Each person I'm sure is different, mm-hmm. but do you, let's, we'll, we'll say sex specifically. Like, is it in your head as like a negative or does your head put it in like a, like a pedestal almost, like almost something to achieve? Cause like <clears throat> the drugs and stuff, that's something you're never supposed to do. But yeah. something like sex, like that's supposed to be. You get married, you start having kids, and that's when you can do that. Yeah. So is it almost like a fearful thing while you're going to get to that point? Or is it like a pedestal thing? Like, I'm going to get to that point and then get that. Yeah. Or is it looked at it a whole different way that I don't know? Um, For me, it was definitely fear. I think, I don't want to like trash anything, but I think no. a lot of religions use fear as a tool absolutely and like that's been something really hard to shake is like especially with sex because like if you have sex before marriage that's one of the worst things that you could do right technically within the church besides like i don't know adultery so yeah it's like one of the biggies right yeah and there was so much fear and i remember um because like i did do like a little bit like i didn't have sex before my mission but i don't know i was i don't know what can I say? Around a yeah, bit. exactly. Yeah. A girl touched my penis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the <Right> boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I remember the whole process of, like, speaking to to my bishop. Like, it was so negative. And, like, I don't know, just speaking to, like, some of the, the leaders within the church, I just felt ashamed. Like, there was mm-hmm. so much shame. Like, this is why it's wrong, this is why you shouldn't be doing this, and this is why it's bad, and this is why it's a sin, blah, 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 and now you need to repent. I mean, there was no positive reinforcements at any of the talks that I had. Right. Interesting. Which is really, I don't know, I really wish it was different, but... Yeah, I mean, I would think that they... I I, I agree with you. I think that the church, aside from all the positives they do for the community, I think that the fear is something that they're very good at doing yes you know and i i've actually personally had uh, an experience that i feel not awful about because i didn't do anything wrong but i felt bad for this person in particular um i had met them this was a while ago um Bieber, tmi sorry <laughs> um i had met a girl on a dating site and yeah. uh we had hung out in her room like we're in her house or whatever and like she lived pretty far away and the whole thing was like she wanted to play like she was talking shit that she could beat me at golden eye on 64 and oh, i'm like hell no. i'm like no who the <laughs> fuck is this guy like come on now. so anyways i get to her house and we play like golden eye and we're talking or whatever and then she just pounces on me yeah and like just wants to kiss like all night long and i could tell like so like at this time I had, you know, not to toot my own horn, but like I had been with a fair number of people and it was very not normal. It was very like over the top, like 
and it almost seemed like very big pent up frustrations. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, the time I was a bit of a smooth customer and like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was doing some stuff and making some moves, but she didn't want to. So I like, you know, I backed off or whatever. And yeah, you know, I left, um, I left. And then the second time I went over, you know, it got heated and whatnot. And I was like, well, do you want to go to your bed? And she's like, yeah. I remember going into her bedroom and like, I laid down next to her. We weren't even touching and she starts crying. And I'm like, Hey, like we're not doing anything. What's going on? Yeah. And like, she was like having this big moral battle because I Uh, guess she had recently left the church, but she was still going to BYU. Um, and she had some, she told me that she was on like some meds for some mental thing that is specific to LDS. Yeah. It's like a, to me it sounds like a separation anxiety Wow. almost like she is separating from the church but there's still so much anxiety and fear that she can't actually mentally deal with it so she has to take medicine for it wow and uh we didn't do anything like she cried and i got out of her bed and then we talked and then she asked me to leave i'm like that's fair yeah that's fair and uh we texted back and forth for a while and like you know i was kind of saying like hey you know don't feel ashamed i don't really remember what i said but i was like it's fine like you know i don't like i you're cool you seem cool like if you're interested in wanting to talk or whatever like yeah i'm here like whatever you want to do if you want to explore different things you know that's fine that's really cool you do that yeah and like she was kind of not she didn't seem okay yeah and I think we ended up just kind of splitting ways and not talking because she like said something like she was going to quit school because of what we just did Whoa. because it like broke through the code of the oh, honor yeah. code. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, listen, like I'm not trying to flip your whole entire life upside down. Like you're putting a lot on me when I like, I didn't even put my hand on your leg, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I understand from your point of view that we just broke like this sacred thing that, was laying with someone in bed like that's fine yeah. like i'm not trying to you know i feel like i did something wrong when i didn't um but i have come to find out that that's that wasn't just a one unique thing that's actually a lot of people struggle with that yeah and it's it's kind of saddening because at least as far as like sex goes it's natural to crave it even when you don't have it because our bodies like when we're going through puberty and we're maturing like it's time you know it's our body saying hey you have this why aren't we doing that why aren't we creating (laughs) children like our natural human instinct when we get to this age of like 16 to 20 25 like all of our ancestors were already having kids yeah so why aren't we like our body's just doing it and i i've talked to a lot of guys i've talked to a lot of girls who were involved in the church and all most of them said like oh no the urge was there it's always there (laughs) you know it's just the fear yeah there's so much fear yeah which sucks because you either you get two coins right you either fear people into place that you want or you fear people completely out yeah and like there's a lot of times when i still feel it today so 
I have like extremely vivid dreams sometimes that I, that okay this is gonna sound weird but they oh. like call me back on my mission oh really yeah and I feel like I'm just like lying to everyone because no one's really known what I've done really right. because I've like had sex and drugs and all this stuff and I'm like in the mission I'm like trying to speak to people and then like I have this like huge amount of fear while I'm dreaming oh, and wow. like guilt and sorrow and I can feel it Jesus and it's I don't know but I think we're conditioned like that as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and I'm pretty sure that's what she was feeling that day as well yeah but it's <laughs> it's such a tough subject because like I, I try to do my best not to talk negatively because like I said I, I'm a firm and 100% believer if someone is truly happy I don't care what you're doing yeah I really don't like I know a lot of people who went the whole path they're married with kids right now and planning for six or seven more and you know that's their lifestyle and they seem happy i think that there are going to be even more kids though who are growing up in that system now they're going to have the church fear and anxiety but now we're going to have the fucking social media fear and anxiety and the school fear and anxiety yeah that's a that's breeding a <laughs> an equation of failure mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people aren't focusing on, like, mental health as no. much as they should. No. Especially with everything that's going on right now. And, like, everything that you're saying with all the, the fear and anxiety that comes from all these sorts of things. Like, we're not really prepared for it, I don't think. No. I don't, I don't think we are. And I think that, like, there's still a stigma around, like, seeking help mentally. The, the, it's starting to soften up a little bit, but it's still there and it's hardcore. Especially for men. Yeah. Especially for, oh, Yeah. I mean, I, I've talked about this a lot because, I mean, I've, I'm someone who's gone to therapy. Yeah. Um, I've gone through some dark times and had my own share, you know, feelings of certain things mentally. And, uh, you know, it took me a long time to be able to tell people because I felt like I was going to get judged for being weak. Because we're so conditioned as a man to be like, we got to be the strong, powerful, mental, stable, the provider you know we have to be all these things or we're not a man mm -hmm. and that's 2020 that's not the reality it really isn't you know i can be a man and not <clears throat> be any of those things yeah you can be a man and cry you can be yeah. a man and like have emotion you can be a man and do a lot of things and i i i really appreciate gen z and the generation below and us as millennials because we're finally shedding light on all of that because i yeah. think that i don't care what the generations above us want to say all men have struggled with this as tough as they want to act it's hard out here sometimes it very much is it's hard it's stressful you know and when you build so much up like you don't let out your emotions and you hide behind that wall that's when you have really bad mental breakdowns or yeah you become violent or you you know you do crazy you know erratic things like and it can build up fast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's probably like one of the major reasons why a lot of um, marriages, why like relationships, relationships fail in general, is because, I don't know, maybe if there was that communication um, right off the bat and not feeling like you you can't share things because you're a man, Yeah. Like, that would definitely help out a lot of people. But like you said, um, the, the generations below us, I think they are shedding light, and that's really nice. And we just need to help them out. I think we just need to do it more. Yeah, I think so too. I think that, I I know like the trend 
is to not like the generations below us. Yeah. And I never, I mean, I guess I understand why, because we just think that we're more experienced. But the reality is, is like, the generation that's being born right now are the ones who, like, could potentially make us immortal because of technology. Like, yeah. I want to support that, <laughs> yeah. you know? Or, like, you know, jokes aside, though, like, they're going to be the ones that are doing the wild, crazy space exploration and, you know... The yeah. nutty stuff that we see in sci-fi movies are going to start becoming reality, and yeah. why wouldn't we want to support that? Absolutely, I'm all about pushing like um, education forward, like that. Like that's going to be huge, yeah. and we do really need to like I don't know, just band together. I mean, they're not that far behind us, anyways. No, like Gen Z is like less than ten years. I, I think like I think we were conditioned by the the baby boomers and that generation. What's the one? Closest to us, but up for millennials. It's like Gen something, isn't it? Yeah. It's the Gen Gen X. No, Maybe. that's a story. Yeah, that's a story. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's another Gen one, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, we were conditioned like they don't like us. They call us dumb and lazy, and you know all these negative things. But at the same time, I'm sitting here like you guys did a lot of. I, what I want to break is the trend of screwing the generation below us. Yeah. Because, like, as much as people don't want to take responsibility for what their generation did, but, like, it wasn't our generation that made the housing market dog shit. Yeah, or, like, own slaves. Yeah, it wasn't our generation. <laughs> it wasn't our generation that is killing our planet. Yeah. You know, our generation, we didn't build refineries that are destroying the world. Yeah, exactly. You know? And a lot of, like, the younger people are pushing against that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, they want a more healthy earth. They, they want an end to racism. Yeah. And it'll be really cool to see, like, everyone, everyone's stances come, like, election and, like, in the future years because a lot is happening with uh, with voting, which is awesome. Yeah. I think this year is going to be, like, a huge year for voting. I think it's going to be, be the biggest numbers. Yeah. Because we got, a, like, the generation below us, they're really pissed. Yeah. They're pissed as fuck. Yeah, they and I'm pissed as fuck, too. Yeah. They, I, I'm, I'm excited, not necessarily for this election, because, I mean, I, I don't talk a lot of politics. I'm not super informed. I follow enough. Either. I follow enough to know, like, <clears throat> things that are going on, hot topics. This, I don't think there's going to be a lot to gain, regardless of where this election goes. Yeah. But I think the following election is going to be super important. Yeah. Because either, I mean, because we have two options, right? Either Biden wins... And then Biden will probably win again unless he dies. So that's <laughs> typically how, that's the trend we've been seeing, right? Is normally presidents will get reelected. Mm-hmm. Or Trump wins. And then we have potentially two new candidates. Which is, let me, let me speak my words clearly here. Yeah. I want two new candidates. Not saying I want Trump to win. Not saying I want Biden to win. I just want a different set. Set. Yeah, we dealt new cards because yes. we've been seeing them like these cards for for a second now. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We need to we need to shuffle that fucking deck hard. It would what would be nice. This is what I was thinking. Um, this is very like you know forward thinking, but I think that New Zealand should just invade the United States and then like <laughs> you know New Zealand and then no retaliation whatsoever. And then all the young people are like, hey, come in, yeah. And then uh, we just replace our president with whoever runs New Zealand. Yeah. And they'll just show us the ropes for a while. Yeah. 
and for 10 years and then we'll go back to being the united states yeah it's crazy to look at some of these other places and how it's ran and i'm like yeah Damn. did you see the um i can't remember the president or the guy who was trying to run for president that wanted this but there's a country that is going to implement universal economy what's universal economy i'm not i don't so what that means is you don't have to work but you're going to get money I like the sound of it so far. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's it. I mean, I'm sure there's taxes and whatnot that go into it. But the whole they they call it futuristic economy because in a lot of science fiction books and stuff that's something that exists. Um and people who write like futuristic like was it futuristic realism where they try and write what they think the reality is gonna be. Yeah. A lot of them predict this universal economy. And the whole idea is to like Let's say you and I both get, I don't know what number the country's going to do, but like, let's say me and you get $2,400 a month Yeah. just because we live. The whole idea is that money will help bolster the economy because now either we could be lazy degenerates and try and live off just that 2400 and we won't be like struggle well we'd be struggling but we could probably survive in some sort of facet yeah but the people who also have jobs on top of it might be more inclined to spend which then in turn would bolster the economy because more money is getting put into it more goods and stuff are getting bought yeah um that sounds pretty good what well, like the sound of that so far yeah i i don't know like i'm not a political scientist or anything along <clears throat> those lines so i don't know the pros and cons of it yeah. I think that's just the whole underlining idea is to give money to everyone in attempt to bolster the economy. Um, but I did see something that a country is going to implement it or they're in talks of implementing it. Um, I find it interesting because, I mean, yeah, especially right now during COVID, there's a lot of countries that are paying a lot more um, – What's the checks called that we only got one of? Um, um, I can't. It was so long ago. I can't yeah. remember. Um, <laughs> Some check. It was like a. Yeah. I actually, I oh completely my spaced my yeah, mind. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but most other countries, they're giving out those more frequently or have gave them out more frequently. Yeah. And I think they actually saw a boost from it. So they're like, well, shit. Huh. <laughs> if we just did this regularly. Yeah, yeah give people $1,000. Because, I mean, if you think about it, right, if you, where you work now, if you had an extra $2,400, you'd probably, as I would, I'd probably go buy some things I want. Yeah, absolutely. You know? There's a few things that I would like. You yeah. know, I need, like, a TV stand. It would be cool to buy that. Yeah. You know, some normal stuff. Yeah. To spend on. Like, yeah, exactly. Just buy it, a bunch of tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, when you, when, we, when you work and you have to pay for rent and stuff, it's hard to come across that you know money to go out and fun money yeah so if you got like an extra 2400 bucks for fun money yeah oh yeah i'll go bolster the economy <laughs> absolutely i mean go support local businesses yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. go support my local drug de- i mean yeah go uh, support the economy <laughs> exactly or your favorite bar yeah your favorite bar so i want to know about the tattoos what all you got last time i saw you i don't think you had any yeah i had like a small underboob tattoo probably yeah. the last time you knew me no. It just said, like, a small word right there. But I recently just, like, finished that up. And then I started working on the sleeve, and that took, like, a long-ass time. Yeah. Because most of it was happening and during the COVID thing, too. Oh, so, so having to 
plan shit. Yeah. I mean, they don't necessarily mean anything. I mean, there's like some wording right there. What I was thinking is like, I was going to get, so right here I have, I'm a little teapot, short and stout. And then I'm going to get, here's my handle one right here. It says, here's my spout. I love that. That's fucking great. And then I, can, like, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking like that a lot. And that way, like, you know, and if I ever get in a fight and, like, clock him with the left, like, Dude. you just got beat by a fucking teapot, bitch. <laughs> and that'll be, like, my, my call sign or something. I don't know. I like that. <laughs> no, I, what I was saying is I don't I don't have good vision. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking dope. I just wanted to look painted. Yeah. And it's something that I've always wanted to do. Too. How far does it go up? All the way up? Yeah, all the way. Oh, wow. And then it goes, like, back a little bit, too. Damn. So. But now that the summer's ending, it'll be nice to go back in. Yeah. And some more. So. Yeah, I'm planning myself. I've when, been... When are you going to be up? Lots. Lots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've always... I don't know what it is. I've been scared, I guess you could say, is the best way to put it. Yeah. But I'm over the scared part, and I've just been looking for an artist that I want. I have a couple now lined up. I just need to go and do it. Yeah. <laughs> what what kind of like kind of artwork are you looking to get? Um, I'll probably incorporate quite a few. I like traditional. Yeah. Um, I definitely need to find someone that does anime style. Okay. Um, I want some more character like tattoos. So I want someone that can do more like that. An- I think they call it anime style. If I'm not wrong. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. But I want someone who can do that. Um, basically I plan, my plan is to have characters that mean a lot to me on this sleeve and then I want more traditional, so my heritage is mostly Irish and I actually ended up finding through talking with my grandma, the McBee family crest, which is pretty cool and I found someone that can do since I'm also a nerd, yeah. Um, I've thought I, I'm not sold on this idea yet. I'd want to see like the draw up of it first, mm-hmm. but doing like <laughs> from here up to my shoulder, like plate armor with my family crest as like the shoulder pad. That would be cool. And I'm like that. <laughs> that could look really cool. Plus I'm a nerd. And I could be like I got my armor. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I just always. It's not the. You know what's weird about tattoos for me is I never felt comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. And I feel like tattoos would maybe make me feel more comfortable in my own skin. That's exactly why I did mine too. Yeah. Because I, I, for the longest time, I'm not going to lie, I struggled a lot with um, like eating disorders mm-hmm. when I was younger, and I've never, ever felt comfortable in my skin. Right. Um, but tattoos is definitely something that has made me made me feel a little bit more like myself. Good. Like what we were talking about before. Yeah. You know, it's just like an an expression that you can put on your skin of who you really are. Right, exactly. I think that's really nice. And plus, you don't have to say very many words. You no. Know, people can just look at you and be like, hey, that's what that person is. Yeah, exactly. Like, go on. Man, <laughs> man a few words. <laughs> yeah. When did you start? Because you look great, by the way, like, physically. Like, no one's yeah. told you. You look, you look in fucking good shape. You and my mom are the only ones that have ever told me that, so thank really? you. Really? Well, <laughs> I think that people would are probably more... To them, they probably think you know already, because mm. you do look really good. Thank you. Um, when did you? Because like I never thought. I mean, I'm sorry that you struggle with eating disorders, but I never thought that you were necessarily like you never looked like you were out of shape or anything like that through the years. But you definitely look 
lean and cut now. So what what made you jump into that world of, you know, I imagine you're working out. And, yeah, you know. um, absolutely. I mean, when I was a sophomore, there was a kid that called me a fat ass, like in math class. Mm. And that really got to me for some reason. I don't know. It was just like one of those things that you, you just kind of carried with you. Yeah. It's not like something that I, I really care about now. But um, that kind of ate at me. And that's when it started, you know, kind of going down with the eating disorders. And I really wanted to do wrestling as well. Mm. And so um, I started like working out for that. My sophomore year, I weighed 160 pounds. And I struggled so much like with, uh, with the sport. Because I was just getting beat up left and right. Mm. And then the next year, I was like you know what, I want to make a change, and I dropped, like, 30, 40 pounds, and I weighed, like, 135 or something like that, and, but ever since then, like, I I had this mentality of something weird that I had to, like, maintain something, and it stuck with me ever since, and I don't know, that's just kind of when it started, and it still happens, like, a little bit today, right, but um, sometimes it'll, like, hit me at weird spots, like, right before a date, like, I won't eat usually, (laughs) <laughs> some stupid and weird but no i get it yeah. yeah i get it i mean i've always been i've always been the big kid you know and it's weird i've gone through phases like i've never been i've been uncomfortable in my own skin for different reasons than weight so i've always been like i've always known like as far as athleticism goes i can handle my own in a weird way like i've i've been big for so long that i've grown accustomed how to move well being big yeah and uh it's definitely something i'm working on a lot more now because as i'm getting older i'm getting slower yeah and uh i don't like it (laughs) i don't like it a lot so um i also was i did some amateur boxing for a little bit i really love the sport of fighting as i'm sure you love you know because you did wrestling and yeah i like fighting a lot uh, i would love to get back into a a weight class that I could feel comfortable competing in in, in eventual years. Yeah. Because it's just, there's something, you know, there's something primitive, but there's also like fighting is one of those sports where it's, it's you, right? Yeah. You don't need a team. You, yes. You know, you yeah. need coaches, right? You need inspiration. You got to get all that in some sort of way, but you walk out there. I don't got to worry about first base catching the fucking ball. I don't got to worry about the point guard making his shot. I don't got to yeah. worry about the goalie. Like, yeah. it's me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if you lose, I mean, it's because, I don't know, you just need to switch something up. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're worse or anything like that either. No. You just switch it up. Absolutely not. But that's one of the biggest reasons why I did wrestling as well is because it is not a team sport, and I hate team sports so much. Yeah. Like, I hate not being past the ball in basketball, even though I suck. Like, I suck <laughs> so bad at basketball, but it always felt bad. Yeah, but absolutely. That's what I really liked about, I don't know, like wrestling or like fighting in general. It's just all you. Yeah. You know, bring your A game and go hard. Yeah. If you're off that day, <laughs> let's hope he's off more. <laughs> yeah. I Did you wrestle all the way through high school? Yeah, I did sophomore, junior, and senior. So you did stuff with like Daniel, right? Daniel Jerome. Sanders. Sanders, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's no. been on the podcast. Daniel Sanders is so much fun. Uh, I love Daniel. So do I. He's, He's so a great funny. Kid. Did you uh, know Lee Kubik? Yes, I do I do know Lee Kubik. Yeah, I I was pretty good friends with him for a while. Really? Yeah, him and his brother, Eric. Eric Kubik. He was in our grade. Oh, he was? Okay. Yeah. 
I remember the first one. What was his name? Lee. Lee. Lee Kubik. I remember yeah. him. Yeah, okay. So I know that he was heavy into wrestling for a while. What was that big fucker who just killed kids? Was his name Tiny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's right, Tiny. I remember because I went to a couple wrestling meets. Um, Daniel invited me. Yeah. And uh, I remember one specifically. I was at Woods Cross. And for those of you who don't... Obviously, you don't know who this is. There's a kid named Tiny. And I don't remember how big he is. I remember him being ginormous. Yeah. But, like, what would you say? Like, 6'3", six, 6'5", six, maybe taller? He was very tall. 6'3". He's probably pushing 6'3". Yeah. I just remember him being a monster of a person. Probably, like, close to 300, if not more. Yeah. And he was built, too. Like, yeah. in the arms, he was strong. He was strong. <laughs> I remember him. They called his name, right? And the audience went crazy because everyone yeah. knew who Tiny oh, was. Oh, everyone knows Tiny. And... He walks up with this like saunter, like not giving a fuck, laughing. Yeah. Laughing, smiling and laughing. And this kid he's going against, not small by the way. Yeah. Not very intimidating looking. He's all down in position, ready to go. And Tiny's just laughing. Doesn't even get into position. And like I remember him like grabbing him and just going, funk, hard as fuck. And this kid was just and he got on top of him and pinned him in like I think it was like seven or eight seconds. Oh, yeah. And got up and then laughed and walked out. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, Tiny was an athlete. Yeah. And he went far. He went to state. Yeah. Took like fourth or some shit. Like, he was a monster. Yeah. Because he played football, too. Yeah. So, I mean, good for him. I wonder yeah. what he's doing. That'd be an interesting character to that reach would. out to. Yeah. I need to find his name, though. <laughs> Have you ever reached out to Sasha? Sasha. He was the one-legged wrestler. No, I haven't. I forgot about him. Yeah, he's a really cool kid. He took like fourth too. I yeah. Think, in state. Oh, he was a monster wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he weighed like 115 pounds, and he was benching like a uh, 200. Hey, like, that's insane to me. Like that I is have, crazy. I can't push past like I don't know, 120 probably. Yeah. I haven't benched in like a second. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know, but. <laughs> Damn, I didn't realize he was that strong. Yeah, really strong kid. There's a lot of people I want to reach out to, just because like, it'd be so interesting just to get. Did you hear that? Yeah, that wasn't me. Hmm, that was weird. Maybe me. Um, there's so many kids that I remember just like being characters, yeah. just such characters, and I want to know like what that character um, is doing. Yeah, is doing nowadays. <laughs> Because, like, I don't know. I I think high school's defining for some people. Yeah. But so many people, it's not. I think the vast majority, it's not. A lot of people feel stuck in high school. Like, I felt stuck. Yeah. I felt like I had to do it. Like, I didn't necessarily hate it. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I mean, I'm curious your perspective, because I talked about this with Ryan and Kyle. Like, as far as bullying goes, I always felt like our school was not too terrible yeah i don't really remember bullying that much at all i feel like if you did bully you would be bullied back yeah like people would wouldn't take that kind of shit there's some there's some people that i particularly remember at least from junior high and high school that i feel like not that i necessarily would have partook in the bullying but i feel like they did get harassed more than they should have like someone who's watched the show a lot um sheldon yeah i remember shell shot yeah shell shot i know him by his uh professional name yeah shell shot no i'm just I, kidding <laughs> i feel like uh 
he got he got harassed more than he should have. He's actually pretty awesome. He uh, he made a couple of my logos. He does a really that's his career path. Is he? Jeez, uh, what's the title? Is it like a? Is it not? A yeah, like a. Yeah, graphics. Yeah, graphic designer. Okay. Yeah, 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 he's a graphic designer. Great kid. Um, there's a kid named Austin that we talked about. Um, I don't want to say his last name, but he definitely caught the really short end of a lot of the sticks. Yeah. But as far as like, it's like I think everyone has that fear going into high school, right? Like it's gonna be just awful, bullies yeah. everywhere. I never really felt bullied. Me neither. I never really felt worried about anything me neither i mean i did see like a little bit more in elementary than i did ever in like maybe junior high no i felt really bad because like one of the girls i had like a huge crush on but she got definitely teased hmm her name was katie do you remember katie no? yeah i remember a couple katie's okay i mean everyone in the dog's name katie anyways so. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to say the last name either but what did she get bullied for um being pretty Oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. That's typically like, I gotta bully you because I think you're cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And plus, that shit usually stops after like junior high and then you're just praised. Yeah. Then you're just the holy. Yeah. I wanna talk about elementary. How much time do you have, by the way? Just so I can. I have all the time in the world. Perfect. That's yeah. what I love to hear. <laughs> um, I'm curious, like, because now that we're so far out of elementary, like, mm. it's been, you know, however many years like do you still have a lot of vivid memories or do you, has it started fading because i noticed the other day when i started thinking about it that a lot of my memories of elementary have faded elementary there's only like a couple things that i remember from elementary and then that's it no yeah. i remember like a fight that i got in i feel really bad because he started working at where i work now and i, I, I saw him oh yeah and who, so, who was the f- his name was douglas He's oh. like a taller kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, shit! I remember him. We kind of got in like a little, little, little scrap. Yeah. In like elementary, I feel really bad because I don't really remember how it started, but like he, I think we both had like something that we had to make at home, and it was like made out of like a shoebox or something. Yeah. And like for some reason we just hated each other, and we we're like, I don't know, just being mean to each other, and then like we started pushing each other, and and then I I slammed his down and I hit it on the ground. And as hard as I could. Yeah. And I just, like, walked away. And, just, and, like, all of his shit's, like, broken. And, like, I just walked home. And then I felt really bad. And I saw him at Comcast, and I haven't said anything to him because I feel so bad. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't said a word to him. But maybe I should. I remember him. Yeah. yeah he's a good kid, too. Yeah. Like, I think he's... Maybe this is me just remembering wrong, but didn't he, like, quit school and, like, became, like, a professional card player or something like that a professional card player like i thought that he, i could be completely mistaken that would be so cool though. i thought he quit or he did something or maybe he went to school but he was he played like pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or magic professionally maybe that'd be fucking dope yeah that would <laughs> yeah. you should bring him in here and be like so i spoke to your uh, bully in <laughs> elementary <laughs> <laughs> And then have me, like, walk yeah. in. Like, He's here to redeem himself. Yeah. <laughs> elementary is weird, though, like, because I have, like, weird... I've always had a good memory. I yeah. have, like, weird, like, just things. Do you remember playing... It's been driving me nuts. I've been trying to Google search for the past, like, four years to figure out what this is, and I can't. Oh, no. Do you remember, like, when we would get in the computer labs? 
Yeah. There was a game that we used to play like on the computers. Okay. Where it was like some sort of educational game, but when you beat it, you got like a weird video. And this may spark like a weird nostalgia trip, but like it was like a weird video and there was like weird noises of like mirrors moving and stuff. Does this sound anything like I feel like I can hear something, but maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to there was a video game like that would teach was it was it teaching you like mundane things like hey don't use a knife if you like already use if you already cut like meat with it, don't use yeah. it to like put peanut butter yes. and stuff on it. Yeah. Is that is that what you're talking I about? I think so cuz they're okay. and then like when you I remember when you did something or you completed something it gave you like a game to play that you wanted to play and then it would like do like weird noises and like it's driving me nuts and the reason why it sparked is I remember watching a video the other like 3 or 4 years ago yeah and one of the noises from that fucking game was in it oh my god and it just like sparked this whole entire memory I'm like yeah, that's so crazy how gonna, that happens. I'm gonna find it. But did we? I'm trying to think who, if we had any same classes or same teachers through elementary. So I had Griffin for kindergarten, Morby, Flanagan, who was my neighbor. I had Flan- Flanagan. Yeah, Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Bateman. Didn't have Bateman. Hayes. I had Hayes. Yeah. Cannon was in her class. Yep. That was when Taylor Smith, I can say him because he's been on a bunch of I love times. Taylor Smith. <laughs> he, 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 that's when he went to school with us. Yeah. Fahim, if I remember right. Fahim, I don't remember Fahim. I wasn't in that class. And then uh, Mitchell. Miss Mitchell. I remember Miss Mitchell, but I was in the other guy's class. Oh, the, the guy? guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. The one with the goatee? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He scared me. Yeah, he scared me too. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's very scary. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was about ready to just, like, strangle kids. Yeah, he tipped over my desk one time, too. Yeah? Yeah, he just, like, shoved it onto the ground because I it was really cluttered inside and stuff. Yeah. And he's told me multiple times. But Danielson. Yes, Danielson, Danielson yep. Okay. <laughs> it's but, funny. I have some friends who have, like, siblings and stuff who go, and it's funny to hear them talk about shit that I remember. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you remember Miss Squires, though? She was fifth grade, and she was hot as fuck. Yes. Yeah. She was the one that her sister was the Utah. Exactly. Yeah, I still got that picture at my house of the one from her sister, because they passed them out. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. I don't know where that picture's at, but I know I still got it. (laughs) I had the biggest crush on her, and we played this one game. This is like one of the only memories that I have of elementary that we were talking about. We were playing a game called Big Booty, and it was like, No. It was like when you all stand in a circle and it's kind of like um, left foot and right. The hokey pokey. It's kind of like the oh, hokey yeah, pokey. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't remember that. But it's called Big Booty and you just kind of do the same kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, it was crazy for me because like Miss Utah's sister was so fucking beautiful and she's playing a game called Big Booty and I'm like, Lo- oh my. Yeah. yeah, losing my mind. Damn. Should hit her up. I know. <laughs> do you remember me? Just kidding. I won't. That's bad. That's bad. Hey, have you ever had a... Never mind. I don't yeah. want to go that far. It kind of sounds hot, though. Yeah, it, it kind of sounds... sounds hot. Hey, have you ever slept with a former student? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. How old? She might be pretty old now, though, right? That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure yeah. she's still smoking. Yeah. She's probably hitting 35, 40. Perfect. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I remember there was one fight because of football. Um, I remember when... My old best friend pushed one of the twins into a pole and fucked them up. Blake and yeah. Brian. 
they used to do a thing, if I remember right, where they, because like I was part of that group that played either football or basketball every recess. Yeah. And uh, I remember him and a couple people used to like try and come and steal our football. Oh, that's funny. And it it got to a point where we were so fed up with it where I remember one day Austin Helmick. Hey. Yeah, he was yeah. he he was my best friend through junior high. I remember he chased after him up by where the like the baseball field was. Yeah. And just pushed him off of his feet into a pole. His whole face just into the pole. Wow. Yeah. And I <laughs> I I can remember the noise his head made. Oh no. So I can only imagine that he actually ended up getting fucked up pretty bad. But I don't remember. <laughs> I remember Austin Helmick. Yeah. Austin Helmick. Yeah, Austin Helmick. He has, like, black hair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was, like, one of the cool kids for sure. I really wanted to be like him because he was, like, he was like the bad kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, really didn't. <laughs> no, I remember, like, he used to live with me for a while. He did? Yeah, like, well, pretty much when we were in junior high, we pretty much became best friends, and he stayed at my house for, like, weeks on end. Oh, wow. We'd play like World of Warcraft and <laughs> game all the time, and dude, it was crazy. But then he went to Beaumont, and then we stopped talking. No. It's actually one I've never talked about this on the podcast, which is kind of weird. And I don't think that he is even on social media anywhere. But that's one thing that I actually really regret is losing his friendship. Yeah, because he was like, I I'm an only child. I grew up an only child. My my parents never had any more kids, and. uh I felt like he was my brother. Like, you know how you have, like, brothers, right? Like, yeah. You know, friends that are brothers. He lived with me for a while. Like, he had, like, a bed, <laughs> you know? That's so cool. And, like, he felt like a brother. And I always, I never could explain why we stopped talking. Because he lived right by me, but just went to Viewmont. But after we split, we just. Yeah. You know. the, the, I have, like, a couple people like that in my life. Do you remember Kyle Merrill? Yeah. Yeah. We hated each other so much in like seventh grade uh, in Mr. Animoto's class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Animoto. Yeah, I know. Did he die? He died. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yes. Absolutely. He almost kicked me in the face, though, which is crazy. Um, But I used to hate Kyle Merrill, and we hated each other so much, and we would just like shout at each other in Mr. Animoto's room, and then he stuck us next to each other. And we became best friends, and it was like a hell zone night from then on in. <laughs> Everyone else caught the flame. <laughs> yep, it was so bad. And Mr. Anamoto had to take us out like constantly, like once every day, and like talk to us. And he, Mr. Anamoto took me downstairs to like near the principal's office, and he was like shouting at me. And then he like kicked the wall, like in front of, like next to my face, super close. Kind of scared me, but. <laughs> You know, I don't remember a lot about Inamoto, but I feel like he was too unstable to be a teacher. He was. And then... Like, yes. looking back on that, I feel like that shouldn't have... He should not have been doing anything around kids. Absolutely I'm not, not saying that he was, like, a predator. No. I think he just wasn't in his own head anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, did you did you ever learn, like, how he passed away? No, I didn't. It was suicide. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I think it was like three years after after me and Kyle. Damn. I really hope that, like looking back, I'm just a shit person like through and through. I'm not gonna lie. And like I was a shit person then, probably I'm a shit person now, but I wish I could have like changed my attitude in that class. Because he definitely didn't deserve like most of the stuff that I did. No. I, I like to think 
the teachers realize that that yeah. they don't take anything personal because that's a weird perspective that you know I think we all start thinking about when we get out of high school is like and we start working and we look back on our teachers and we're like damn they were just doing a job yeah and like there's teachers who put up with a lot of shit especially if the teachers were like not popular yeah. you know so I remember the teachers that weren't popular they got harassed yeah Hard as shit. And like they either got harassed to the point where they would just snap and they would be the dick teachers and you just don't piss off the dick teachers. Yeah. Or they would snap and then like lose their job. Absolutely. I feel really bad for teachers, especially now. They're going through so much stuff. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine trying to like learn everything online and there's like a bunch of kids that are trying to do it online and Well and I I can't imagine a teacher trying to go to class right now. They're putting themselves at such risk right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, so this is a weird question. Do you watch South Park? Um, I watched a lot of South Park. I haven't watched South Park. I haven't watched any of their new seasons in like Okay. Maybe a year or two. They have like a new episode coming out like on the thirtieth and it's gonna I think it's gonna highlight a lot of the, the going back to school. Yeah. And they have like a commercial for it, so Oh boy. Yeah, it's gonna be it's the pandemic special. So it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be good. It's an hour long. I might I'll have to watch that. You would have to. Yeah, I, it's not that I stopped watching South Park for any particular reason, because I loved I grew up South Park. Like, yeah. A lot of kids did. It is so fucking good. It's way good. It's it, so smart. It, that's the thing, is people think South Park's like dumb and offensive, but it's, it's actually the opposite. Yeah, they're making fun of things that need to be talked about. Absolutely. <laughs> My favorite is like when they just like destroyed Tom Cruise like, yeah. with the what's that religion? Scientology. Scientology. Yeah. It was so great. Like classic. At the bottom of the screen, it said, "This is what they actually believe." And <laughs> I was so surprised. It was so good. Did you? I'm curious, growing up LDS, did you ever get offended by their Mormon episode? No. I thought it was funny because, like, at the end, they're like, oh, it was the Mormons. Yeah. And that was the correct religion. And I was like, that's super funny. Yeah. But. I want to go see their play. The Book of Mormon. Yeah. I heard that they do have a play, too. Yeah. I didn't know. It's on Broadway. Say. It's, like, super popular. Okay. They don't. It's not a poke fun at it. I think it's, like, a story of a Mormon boy who goes on his mission and that's like the play yeah and you get to see all of it so i heard it's really funny but it gets like great reviews it came to utah yeah and it sold out and it got like all of our <laughs> snobby reviewers all gave it like high ratings really yeah that's amazing it would be fun to check that out i think people are getting just a little too butthurt these days about things like this like yeah. everything needs to be like made fun of to a degree a lot of things need to be made fun of. Maybe not necessarily everything, but like a lot of things need to. No, we're definitely in a culture shift where it's more. <clears throat> I don't like calling people sensitive because it's okay to be sensitive. It's okay to be, to stand up for what you believe. But I think on the flip side, someone like me, I can be more comfortable when I make fun of something or make a joke about something either awful or that shouldn't be joked about it makes me more comfortable yeah like and, mo and most of the stuff like i don't say to anyone except for like friends or my girlfriend or whatever yeah. like it i feel like laughing about a situation makes you think about the situation more because now you're comfortable enough to laugh at it 
But now you're comfortable enough to think about it. Yeah. Where if you didn't even laugh about it, maybe you would never think about it. True. Yeah, that definitely is true. Usually I just end up making fun of myself. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite way to go about it. Same. You know? <laughs> if, if everyone's going to be stingy, might as well just make fun of yourself. Yeah, and I, I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't make fun of other people too or situations if you can't yeah. laugh at yourself in yeah, one so. way or the other. Yeah. And we, we can, we, at times we can be our worst critics, but we can also be our best resources. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just like, I don't know, I... It's it's cool to be, I I think the I think where we're struggling is we want to be an outrage culture, and I don't think that that's going to benefit anything. Yeah, I think there is a lot of outrage that's happening today. Yeah. Ugh. I kind of part of me wonders too with how social media is if people get outraged to try and gain clout to have a following. Yeah, I think that a lot of people do. I mean, Logan Paul's brother or whatever is fucking name is jake jake something yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean he went out and like videotaped himself like smashing through shit i've seen pictures online of like influencers that um they're like pretending to like uh, paint a wall yeah. and like taking off graffiti for this shit and then after that then they just they go back into their car yeah and they just drive off like it's definitely a clout thing for a lot of people i think yeah and i personally have always been under the impression like if you're going to go do something to represent a group or if you're going to go do something to like actually help the cause, you don't need to worry about putting it on your social medias and Instagram and saying that you're doing all these things. Someone else will capture it for you. Yeah. Like if you're out there just for content, I don't know if you're out there for the right reasons. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, the whole argument against that, right, is like, well, we're doing, we're posting it so people can see the message. I'm like, that's fine, but you're also gaining something from this. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to help, you shouldn't really gain anything from it. Yeah. But that's my personal humble opinion. No, I completely agree with that. You know, I've had talks on here about all the stuff that's been going on in the world, and, you know, it's, I think it's tough to have an opinion anymore. Yeah. You know, and heaven forbid, like, you, like, post it online and, like, offend someone, so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, I always, I've always wondered about people who get easily offended, like, what the actual problems are. So that's, it's like, I, I get, like, some words should not be said, right? We're aware of that. There are some people who just outright get their kicks out of being offended, you know? Or if you really get offended that easily by something. Don't go online. Well, where's your priorities? Yeah. You know? Like, I've seen some videos and talked to some people where, like, every third word is offensive. And I'm like, how do you get through your day? <laughs> and honestly. Like, how do you how do you make it? Like, <laughs> Sounds like a very, very slow day. Like, it just, I couldn't fathom, like, waking <clears throat> up and just immediately, like, Oh, I gotta check all this <laughs> and see what people are saying. Like, I always tell people like if I if I ever get done with the podcast or I'm not passionate anymore and I decide to stop, like I'm not gonna have social media. Mm-hmm, no, no, nah, done with it. I just doesn't do anything for me. No, yeah. I don't really. It's not that I don't care what's going on in the world or I don't care about people because I do a lot, but I just. 
so toxic nowadays. Yeah. And so, like, it's not social. It's like, yeah. No. You can always get your information from a different source as well. Like, yeah. You definitely don't need to go onto social media. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of lies and a lot of miscommunications that happen on that kind of thing. So it would be a lot nicer just get your information somewhere else. Yeah. There's lots of facades, too. Like, am I actually knowing this person? From the stuff I see on Instagram, or am I just seeing what they want me to see? Yeah, you never really know about someone. Yeah, so I like that's why I like just having conversations. Yeah, because you really actually get to know who a person is. Where like you know, I could follow someone on social media and see thousands of posts of who they think who I think they are, but then they might be someone vastly different. Mm-hmm. And that's just yeah. what they want to put on social media. Yeah, and it's kind of scary when you think about it. Just super scary. <laughs> I've always been talking about an idea of, like, I think that we need to get to a point where social media is tied to us more strongly than it is. Meaning, like, I don't know how you would do it. Like, I talked about, like, well, what if you had to do, like, your social security number and now you can only have one Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or whatever. Because, like, people are so willing to say the worst shit you could ever think of. Yeah. And... Just because they're behind the screen. For example, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I used to do this podcast with Forrest. Yeah. And uh, Forrest was my opposite. You know, edgy, wild, loved him, <laughs> hilarious. He got blocked by what's the? It's one of the apostles on Twitter. One of the Mormon apostles, um, um, Windorf or something Dorf. Yeah, there's. Um... I want to say Ganondorf, but I know it's not. Um, it's, it should be. <laughs> it should be Ganondorf. No, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. It's something Dorf. Yeah, Ookdorf. Yeah, Ookdorf. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got blocked by Ookdorf on Twitter. And then, because he, he didn't even say, if I remember right, he didn't say anything like super fucked up. Like he yeah. replied to one of his comments or one of his posts on either Facebook or Twitter or whatever. He got like legit messages from people saying that they wanted to kill him what like legit crazy messages like people saying like where's your address like we'll find you like just like and then you pick on the you click on the picture and just looks like a average karen or some fucking dad yeah and what's sad is that those people are are probably religious and they are practicing that religion and here they are doing death threats like, that's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I've had people say they were going to kill me online for just no reason. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I would have been like, please, just like, come yeah. at me. <laughs> try. Try. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, and I I get trolling is an art form in, a, in its own way, right? Like, yeah. good trolls can really, like, have an impact, which is scary. But there's a point in time where, like, people like that who can't even control their emotions through a screen think of like if you bump them the wrong way at the store or something like that yeah i mean i'm pretty sure we have seen some of those people online as well i mean they have their name and it's karen yeah we have seen many videos of lots of managers getting spoken to yeah absolutely and i'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened was that they were bumped into wrong that day or they just are racists yeah just stupid. Oh my god. You know, the racism stuff, I still just don't understand it. I mean, we grew up in Utah. We grew up in Woods Cross, Utah. Yeah. Not very culturally diverse. Wasn't. 
we didn't have a lot of different cultures involved in our schools. Yeah. You know, we have a larger population of Islanders, you know. Mm-hmm. But aside <clears throat> from that, we weren't super culturally diverse. I still, to this day, don't understand how someone becomes racist. I don't either. It's never... I just don't get it. I don't get if that was like... I'm, I'm hoping... And I, I, I don't know. I don't have answers to any of this. But I'm really hoping that that was a generational thing and it is going to... I hope to God it is. That our millennials and below, it's going to become less and less. Because like, I have... So I do a book club with a bunch of um, girls and... It's read between the lines, isn't it? Shouts out! Hey, shout uh, out. <laughs> We, uh... After George Floyd was murdered, we uh, were sitting here talking about it. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's crazy, right? And uh, we were able to sit in here, and after about two, three minutes, we all knew someone who was racist. Really? Yeah. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, racism's not dead, but everyone that we knew was older. Yeah. I don't know anyone my age who is a peer or that I've met that's racist. That I can think of. So I really hope that it's a generational thing that is going to... I don't think it will ever die. I I just, sadly, I don't think we'll ever see a point in time where people will be able to say that racism is dead. But I hope that it just becomes less and less because... Well, we still have like a long way to go with the racism thing as well. I mean, the, the generations above us, like they're still young kind of yeah i mean they're like hitting their 50s and they still have like 20 years 30 years left in them and they're gonna i mean they're gonna still be able to spew out their shit from their mouth about about racism and oh yeah gonna deal with it for so and, long but and it's a family thing too right like so if your yeah. parents are racist they're not like the odds of you being racist are gonna be higher yeah. they're gonna spew their bullshit and if you're young enough to absorb it you might absorb it yeah but i hope that people that's the one thing that I love about social media and the that now we're so connected across the world that we can put like we can see everything. We can see all the good, the bad, the evil, the great, the happiness. Yeah. And I hope that that actually will be a influence in at least slowly trying to weed out those racist yeah. ideologies because like It just blows my. There, I, I have a good friend who I don't know if he wants this story to be public, but, um, well, actually, I have a lot of good friends who have experienced racism, and it just, I don't know, I couldn't imagine it. It just, yeah, it's sad. It really is. Hopefully, the people that have like uh, the parents that are racist that like teach that kind of shit to their the the younger people. Hopefully, the they get drowned out yeah. by their own peers. Yeah. Because like I think young people like you were just saying are taking the initiative in regards to eliminating it, so hopefully that does. But I'm not gonna lie, like here in Utah, I haven't had very many friends that are like black or like so I don't really know about the whole situation of like a personal friend of mine experiencing it. But that is something that I would be very very defensive about. Yeah, if like it happened to one of my friends that I have currently today, that... it it's one of those things too where it's just I've had stories get told to me and it's so it's heartbreaking. Yeah, 
you know, I don't know. It, I, I just hope that, you know, with everything that's going on, we continue to push yeah. towards something. Me too. I'm scared for the day when it does happen in front of me, though. Like, if I'm with, like, someone and, like, someone shouts, like, a racial, racial slur at them, like, yeah. I'm scared of what, like, I'm going to do or my, my friends are going to do to that person because it would. Yeah. Gonna... I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a person who doesn't necessarily condone violence, but it's at the point with some of that stuff where, you know what, someone might need to get hit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, like, I don't know. One of my views is like the violence that's happening today, and it's sad that violence has to be used to project the views of non-racism. Yeah, like it's so sad. I I guess what I should retract that statement because what I mean by that is like, because all violence will do is to continue the negative side of it. Yeah. Right. You know, because like if everyone thinks that, oh if there's violence then maybe my assumptions are correct you know so violence isn't the answer but i don't know how or what needs to be done like to someone who truly thinks that they're racist like how you sit down and talk to that person how you tell them like why yeah like why like (laughs) literally why yeah and i think like it, it would be awesome if violence is wasn't the answer. I personally think that like violence shouldn't be the answer, right. and it shouldn't ever be the answer to anything really. Um, but I'm I'm sad that it has to be. Yeah, like it definitely has to be, for and I'd rather it not. But it is definitely a tool that's used today to project uh, views. Yeah, one thing that does scare me about that though is on the political side of things. I'm growing more and more fearful of the violence politically that's being shown on the different sides between, I always forget, is it the Proud Boys and Antifa? Those are the two. I recognize Antifa. I don't recognize the other one. Yeah, I think. I'm not too smart. I'm not going to lie. I don't know a lot about <laughs> politics, but what scares me about that is like, that's such a slippery slope into a division that is un mendable and like divisions like that like kind of what started to happen in the middle east like if you look at pictures of what like iran and iraq looked like in the 70s and 80s or i'll blow your mind yeah isn't like, it like kind of nice it's like fairly nice isn't super it? nice no, let's go ahead and take a look at it though let's see here they're probably gonna have like really nice clothes they're probably gonna oh my goodness yeah Wow. Look how green that part is. Like, Yeah. I mean, life was not war and violence. Look at their, like, the way that they're dressing, too. Like, that's and I mean, I know not all parts of Iran and the Middle East are bad. <clears throat> yeah. Like, but, I mean, that, it's quite, it's probably not bad. And, well, I don't know. I don't know enough about Middle Eastern yeah. politics, but, you know, it started shifting and political political movements took over i mean yeah. look at this and that just looks like that looks like a bustling city that also this also could be media like media really doesn't like us to see yeah. any 
Middle East as well. I mean, that looks kind of like California. Yeah. I don't know if this is a working picture or not. I mean, yeah, we're just going to see a lot of protesting. Yeah. I don't think America does a good job, though, at showing us what the reality is yeah. in the Middle East as far as, like, appearance-wise. Absolutely. I think there's just, like, a lot of lying that's going on right now. Yeah. There's so much. Lots and lots of... What's up, TP Poker and MX Dub? Long time no see, guys. Um, yeah, I... That's why I don't... That's why I don't get involved in politics or really much of the news media. I'm like, I don't know who's telling me the truth anymore. Yeah. I go to Reddit. I find my stuff on Reddit. Is Reddit pretty good? Yeah, Reddit's pretty good because usually you can find like a subreddit that is either non-biased or they will remove, the admins will remove fake articles or news. Okay, that's good to know. So like it's nice to be able to go and find like, if you hear some weird thing on the news, you're like, like I'll just go type in whatever it is and then click Reddit yeah. and I'll go read Reddit articles until I find either, oh yeah, that's truth or I'll go find like, oh, they're definitely lying about that. <laughs> okay, I'll have to start using Reddit a little bit more. Reddit's fun. I think, you know, a lot of things have subreddits nowadays so it's cool to, I don't know. I met a lot of cool people on Reddit just from like hobbies that I have. Yeah. Mm, there's lots of passionate people. Good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> Good and bad. Are you doing, so this is always an interesting topic to talk about is like, I know that you work for a um, company. We talked a little bit before. I don't want to put their name yeah, on too much blast, but is there anything that you want to work towards? Like as far as like, you know, future coal? Future coal? I know it's a tough question. I know. Yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot. No, I right? don't mind. Like the like what we were saying before, before we started, like I am taking it day by day. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm still working on an identity. Yeah. But I would like to work towards something and I'm just struggling on finding out what it is. Like I hate going to school. Yeah. And, but that's like one of the only avenues that I have to try to figure out what I want to do in life. But I just hate it so much. Yeah. School's... School's a tough one. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. I'm not going to lie. I watched a really cool video about a guy that, like, you know, he wears, like, khaki shorts and, like, khaki shirt. And they, like, tranquilized a, a giraffe because it had, like, some wire on its neck and shit. He, like, tackled it to the ground. I want to be that guy. That'd be awesome. Right? <laughs> That'd be sick as hell. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, saw that and I was like, you know what? Maybe that's my calling. But I don't know. That's just like a small joke, but I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, half of me wants to just like just get up and leave and just like never come back and maybe just like live somewhere else, like in Spain or something or, or in a different country. I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm not a person to give advice because I don't have any of my life together. I don't, Yeah. you know, it's, I, I struggle with the same things. Like half of me is like, I wake up some days, I'm like, I'm going to pack all my shit right now. Yeah. just disappear you know but at the same time half of me is like well maybe i should go do this and maybe i'll like that or maybe i'll fall in love with that mm -hmm. but it's definitely tough and you know i think though you're on i think you're on a lot of right tracks i hope so thank you because i mean it's 
it's tough out here. It's it, yeah. as they say, it's tough in the streets. <laughs> you know, it's it's tough when you, you know, it it gets lonely, it gets scary, it gets, you know, it's hard to see that future happiness or whatever it might be. And you know, the day by day is definitely important. Yeah. And you know, I, I've realized that some of the most fun and also some of the best things or the most like things I'm proud of is when I took risks. Yeah. And I should probably take more calculated risks. Because they're scary. It's scary to take risks. Yeah. I, I risked some money the other day. Like, I've been investing. Sort of paid off. I don't have a lot of money, but I made some money. And I was like, oh, maybe I can do it. Investing yeah. is something I don't really understand. But I wish I did. There's lots of different avenues to do it. Safe ones, risky ones. Like, yeah. you know, I do Robin Hood. I've heard about that. Manuel was telling me about Robin Hood. Yeah. Do some day trading when I'm at work and, you know, made some money, lost some money, mm-hmm. made some money. Sounds it's like fun. a gamble. You know, <laughs> anyone who says buying and selling stocks isn't just adult gambling yeah. is completely <laughs> it's, it's 100% that. Like, Sounds addicting. Extremely. Yeah. Extremely. Okay. Just, like, just like regular gambling is super addicting, yeah. stock market is addicting. But it's... You do enough research and you follow enough trends, like, there's people who make hundreds of thousands of dollars doing it, you know, if not millions. Yeah. (laughs) Which is crazy. It'd be nice to be one of those people. Yeah. That's for sure. I've never wanted, I've personally never wanted to be like, or, well, don't get me wrong, I'd love to be rich, but I've never put value in, like, things. No? No, meaning, like, I don't... I think if I had, like, a bunch of money and had, like, a big house, like, I definitely wouldn't be unhappy. Yeah. I don't think that my happiness would be lesser if I don't ever get that. Yeah. I think so, too. I think to a degree, like, money um, would be, like, very, very important to me. Like, I mean, you can buy prostitutes. You can, like, go all <laughs> s- you can do all sorts of shit with money. Like, money can buy fucking happiness. I'm, I can guarantee it. Like, if you can buy cocaine and prostitutes and, like, go places and, like, see really cool places, uh, 100%. Money will always be able to buy happiness. Right. In my opinion. But that'll probably change because what you're saying is, like, really, really... Well, It's, I th- it's true as well. <laughs> I, I think that... I think for me what money does is it gives me my time. Yeah. That's what a lot of people talk about is, like, you know, when you get rich, when you have enough money, like, to not have to work or, like, you work very low... All your time's yours. But when we're not rich, 40 hours a week or more are to someone just something we don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do it. But it's, I don't know. It definitely would be nice to wake up and know that I don't have to go to work on a Monday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or at least get to a point where I can go to work on a Monday and I'm excited. Well, well we'll keep investing and I'm sure you'll get there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Now you've always been involved. You've always been like a animal guy. I think maybe that is like a path you should. I think so. Look I think that'd be really cool. There's lots, lots of different positions in that yeah. realm. A lot of it takes a lot of schooling, though, like veterinary school. Yeah. I kind of want to be a bum. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm just like already done with everything. I'm just be a bum, but might be freedom. Yeah, true. <laughs> Honestly, 
I mean, there's there's freedom. And I had a guest on. His name's Red. Um, he actually decided to go, or he was a. I don't remember how he worded it, but he became like a nomad for a while. Really? Where he was pretty much homeless. His whole thing was like he didn't. He lived on very little money and didn't wear shoes. Oh. Did he just stay in the states? Yeah. Okay. He said that he loved it. <laughs> That's also another route. I'll talk about that. <laughs> there's, there's something to it, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Did you ever read um, Into the Wild? Yeah. It kind of sounds like that. Yeah. That's a scary book. Yeah. It's a scary. I don't like that. I have a serious question for you, Wes. Yeah. So this is like this. Ouija board. I know. <laughs> like it's crazy. I don't know. I've never played with one. And then you also have like a Ouija board thing like on your Oh, yeah. On your hat. I forgot I did. There's probably one in here. I have never like physically touched a Ouija board before. It's yeah. like one of those things that like, you know, the fear is still there. So the spiritual stuff is like still the, the biggest frightening thing for me. So this podcast originally had a backbone that was going to be all paranormal. Yeah. And I, I think I remember some of those days yeah. like, when you would post stuff about that. Yeah. Because Forrest and I and like our group, like Chandler and like some of the other extended out. Like, we used to do a lot of, like, going to haunted places. Really? Yeah. Like, I've been all, I've been to most of the places here in Utah that you could think of. Yeah. And uh, there was only, like, the only place that we have any, like, visual evidence from a phone is Skinwalker Ranch. You guys went there? Multiple times. Is that, I think I remember a video of, like, Forrest being naked that one time. Oh, God, probably. Okay. He, there was a time period where it was hard not to see four snakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but continue anyways. I so, that um, we, I've told the story a bunch. I, I apologize for those who listened to it. I'm just, it was super exciting. Yeah. Um, we went up to Skinwalker Ranch for the first time. We were filming. Um, we got scared by something wrestling in the bushes, but we ended up, it ended up being a horse randomly. That, that is pretty random. But, uh, when we were driving back home, Chandler was recording the footage. Yeah. He was like, he pretty much had pulled the car over. Okay, well, whatever. And in his on his phone on the video, yeah. there is something in the bushes. Ugh. And it's <laughs> like, let me find it. Ew, gross. <laughs> this is like, it. this makes my skin crawl. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I don't have nightmares of this. But like, is it gonna I, be? Give, it's gonna give me nightmares. No, it's well. <laughs> depends on how you look at it. If you, you know, if you think it is something, maybe. If you think it's just bushes, I don't know. Okay. I I have, I usually joke about this now because like I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it with my own eyes. Yeah. I saw it on a phone, and we have the still shot of it from the phone. I don't know what it is. I can't tell you. I can't even tell you if it was really there because I, we didn't physically see it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's creepy. And like I usually joke around about it here on the podcast because like, oh hey look there we are. Hey, you look handsome as ever. Thank you. I In the flesh it. and also <laughs> on the camera. Um, don't not add photos. Don't worry that. Um. But to be completely honest with you, as far as like, hey, look at that. <laughs> little baby forest. 
Um, just gonna pop up on one of these here soon. Am I gonna scream? No. And just like no, piss no, myself. No. It's not that. Scary. That's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like this stuff, I don't know. It makes me really nervous, but I'm also like really excited. I think it's crazy. Oh, there's like, Ryan now. He's telling you. Ryan Apposian. Oh my goodness, like he is a Viking. Viking. Yeah. Yeah, that. Hold on, this was probably a bad idea. A Dybbuk box is something <laughs> that like <laughs> apparently is cursed. Okay. And. So there was a viral video like about when was this posted? March twenty second of last year. Right around that time there was this viral video of this guy opening some infamous Dybbuk box. And I guess what that is is like someone has either cursed an item and put it in there or somehow put a spirit into a box. Sounds pretty far fetched. I don't know if I believe it. Yeah. But there was a viral video that was either <clears throat> extremely well done, like well edited and created, yeah. or some scary shit happened where he opened this box and a like, bunch of like poltergeist stuff started happening. So we bought yeah. one off eBay. Yeah. I'm nervous right now. <laughs> we bought this off eBay and opened it up in here. And, I mean, something kind of happened, kind of didn't. Was there like a, a something? Well, is that it? Yeah. Oh. Stop on the next one. The base? Why can I not? Ew. I have chills. So, me. This mouse or this keyboard is not great. Ugh. So whatever, <laughs> so this thing right here, this brown thing, yeah, is a reflection of. So the phone that we recorded this on okay. was Chandler's, like originally. Yeah. He lost service to that phone, but we still had the video. Okay. We couldn't transfer it over, so we took a picture of that with another phone. So this brown right here is a reflection of our other phone. Okay. But this. And this and that is what was on the video. Uh, uh, <laughs> and like I said, right, like this could be nothing. It looks like something, Wes. I'm not going to lie. It looks it, like it something. It does, right? Yeah. And I've stared at this image a lot because I'm like, that was like, to put it in perspective, I mean, I would kill for us to be able to still have the full video. I would kill for it right now. Like, it was just, <laughs> to put it in perspective of how, if this is something, which I don't know what it is, <clears throat> oh, don't zoom out too far, our car was right here on this road. So that's within 15 feet of our windows being down and us sitting there. Oh, my God. Um, like I said, though, <laughs> right, like... It looks creepy. It seems creepy. It looks creepy to me. Is it something, though? I think so. I it, think it looks really weird. I really want to tell myself yes, but here's the problem. If that was something, 
A, what, and B, what do we actually not know about our reality? Yeah. Because if I if I if I mentally say that that's something that I can't explain, I have to now start questioning our reality. Yeah. In a deeper way, which I don't know if I'm a mentally prepared for. Because <laughs> like, if that was what we call a skinwalker, mm-hmm. which is a Navajo. I don't want to call it a folklore because I feel like that's disrespectful, but that's Navajo culture. And I, th- I have a guest who comes on regularly who is Navajo. Yeah. And he's explained what a skinwalker is. Basically, it's a person who they had to do something very evil and kill a family member. And then they gain this power to skinwalk between animals. Yeah. That doesn't look like an animal to me. No, it looks more... Extraterrestrial. Uh, yeah. Here's the kicker. This is why this... I think that that might actually be evidence of extraterrestrial. There was a Skinwalker show recently, very recent, History Channel, within this year, mm. where they are researching that place heavily because a guy by the name of, I think it's Jeff Bigelow, he's a million-dollar like aerospace company owner. He mm. bought the proper property previously, and... Worked on it for a while, then just up and sold it. Okay, now a different company owns it, and the History Channel got rights to go out there and start filming because History yeah. Channel has like ancient aliens and all that. Yeah. They captured something on one of their episodes that looks like a UFO, and there has been many evidences of UFOs in that area. Yeah. Hmm. Is it that? I don't know. <clears throat> and I'd for, like, oh sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I'd like it to be something. That's for sure. Yeah, and I will say this for those of you who might think that. Sorry, I'm just no, no. Um, that I'm making this up or inflating this for the podcast or anything like this. You can find the picture on social media or ask it for me. Yeah, we did this years before this podcast was even a thought this was even before like joe rogan was popular eh, on podcasts. Really? this was like <laughs> this was like 2013 oh wow or 14 maybe you've been doing podcasts no no no, no. This we did the skinwalker ranch thing. yeah oh, okay yeah and like you know this was like this was like a bunch of dumb kids who didn't have anything to do on their weeknights yeah and we went and explored areas and um it's something that's just always been with us Um, now that was a long segue into the only thing that i think actually was ever paranormal that we saw like we went places that were spooky and atmospheric and like you have you ever gone to like a haunted place or done anything like that Mm, no 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 you you get hyped up right like you're like oh i'm doing this maybe so your mind starts fucking with you like every little creek or something you're like what was that like so you get super hyped up and i think that's what a lot of it was for us like we would be like i don't know, statue limitations we'd break into places and like go explore and, that's so cool you know it was it was fun but we never had any other evidence that was like that was a ghost or whatever 
Except one time. Forest's basement. What'd you guys do? Did you guys do something? Play with the Ouija board. Oh, no. Now, I am a firm believer that the Ouija board is bullshit. Okay. I don't think it's real. I don't think it does anything. Like, this is just tapestry. And, like, I like it because it's like, you can't see it on the screen, but I really like the corners. Yeah. Like, it's cool, like, balance, like... And it has, like, lore behind it. Yeah. It's, it's spooky. People see it, and they're like, ooh. Um, but I don't necessarily believe it. I don't think that it has a connection to the spirit realm. I don't... I think 99% of the time when people play with Ouija boards, it's just someone yeah. moving in. I mean, you can buy it at a Toys R Us. Yeah, so. Hasbro. Hasbro yeah. makes them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were down in Forest Basement. It was me, Forest Chandler... Jake Garcia, if you remember. Yeah, Jake Garcia. He's a cool kid, too. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> Forrest and I, we have an unspoken bond where we don't fuck with each other doing those things because we just want to know the reality. Yeah. Okay. So let's say this is like Forrest's table downstairs, right? Okay. He was directly across from me, and we're playing, we're doing the Ouija board, saying the things we need to say, blah, blah, blah. Nothing's yeah. happening, really. And I don't remember if we if it started moving while our fingers were still on it or not. But all I remember, like let's say this is the planchette thing. That's what the little yeah. thing on my hat's called. Okay. I had my fingers like this. And I lifted it up and that thing shot off the table what? onto the floor. And I looked at Forrest. And shit. he gave me that look of like what the fuck was that yeah and to this day like because like i think that ouija boards because of the hype behind it you can subconsciously do things yeah because you want something to happen so bad that maybe your brain's even trying to subconsciously do something i think that's a hundred percent possible yeah i don't think he subconsciously flung it because i was looking his, you can, like, if I were to, like, fling this thing, you would see my fingers. Yeah. His fingers didn't do anything. Sounds like it flipped far, too. Like, yeah, like, far. if I were to give you an example, it would have probably landed, like, close to the wall. Okay. Yeah. I still, to this day, could not tell you what that was, why that happened. Was it the Ouija board? Was there something else? Yeah. Um... Forrest claimed that his house was always haunted before we did the Ouija his board. His normal house, his, his like the one in Woods Cross, cute little house with like cute little Michelle and cute Steve. Yep, yep. And they <laughs> they had found a journal um, in their like I don't remember if they said it was their attic of the previous owner's son, and it was all. Latin and demonology stuff in this journal. What? Like, it sounds like a movie, right? <laughs> it does sound like a movie. It was like, they had, whoever the kid was, I imagine it was probably some, you know, edgy teenager at the time. Yeah. He was writing, like, Latin and, like, writing demon-like, what is it called? Picography or whatever yeah. it is. Like, demonology symbols and different things like that. Nothing of what we could decipher. And, like, I'm not, like, when I say a journal, I mean, like, a college rule, like, 90 sheet paper. Mm. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. But there was, you know, 
stuff that was of the occult yeah. writings in the house. So, does that tie anything into it? Potentially. Yeah. But I, those are the only two things that have ever happened to me that I thought were, like, potentially paranormal. Gross. Did you ever, like, feel anything? Like, I don't know, in your body, did you, like, feel, like, something different? Um, Not with... There was one more, too, I'll tell you in a sec. Okay. I forgot. About I have it. a story for you, too. Okay. So, like, stories um, and stories. No, I've never felt anything like this, but I will tell you, and I, I've told people this, too. If you ever go up to Skinwalker Ranch, take a couple minutes to yourself and just go stand somewhere. When you're up in that area, I can't tell you what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it has anything to do with what all the stories are up there. The best thing I can explain to you is it feels like there's a child. Like This is how I felt. It felt like someone small was standing on my shoulders the whole time I was up there. I don't know if it's like pressure or like, I know it's elevation, but it's not super high up there in that area. Yeah. It just felt like the whole time, like something was just standing on me. I just felt like, ugh. I don't know why. Hmm. (coughs) But as far as like feeling like a ghost or anything like that, no. Typical like chills, like when you're in a creepy area, but like. Yeah. Nothing ever where I was like, ooh. <laughs> so what's your story? Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's a little bit weird because it has to do with like the church a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. Okay. So when I was serving in like an LDS mission, um, me and like a friend of mine were like, uh, like one of the leaders, like the leaders, and we were over like a group of missionaries and there was like some sister missionaries and one of the sisters like called us over the phone. And she was like, hey, our sister missionary is, like, acting really weird. Can you please come over? Like, she's, like, drawing on herself. Um, and she's, like, scratching at her arms. And uh, we went over there to kind of, like, check it out. And it's really creepy to talk about. But I remember the sister missionary. She walked downstairs. She's from the United States. And she's like, she won't come down the stairs. And we trying to, like, we're not, like, yelling to the other sister missionary. But she was, like, trying to come down the building. I remember her walking down, and she, like, stopped midway at the stairs, and, like, I couldn't see, I don't know, her eyes were so black, and she, like, stopped there, and she kind of stared at us, and she didn't say anything, um, and then she, like, came down the stairs really slowly, and she just, like, stopped right in front of us, and she was, like, I don't know, it was, like, a glazed-over look, okay. and when she was speaking, she was, like, I don't know, it was really dark and, like, low, but you could hear something behind it a little bit. Okay. And, like, I looked at her arm, and she was, like, trying to draw a cross in it a little bit. And that kind of freaked me out, but we didn't know what to do. So we were like, do we, I don't know. I'm not, like, an exorcist. Right. So I'm just trying to decipher if this woman's, like, just, like, "Mm, going crazy. Going crazy, or if she's, like, having, like, a moment. Yeah, I don't know. And so I, like, got in the taxi with her, and we were, like, trying to contact some of the leaders. And like, hey, let's bring her to the church. You know? Right. And when I was in the car, I was, like, trying to, like, speak to her a little bit, like, try to get stuff out of her. And she was just, like, so out of it. And when I'd speak to her, I don't know. It's going to sound like a stupid movie or something. No, I'm no. really sorry. But, like, I swear to you, like, I would hear, like, something behind her voice. Like, more than one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, maybe three. This, I don't know, but 
I'm not trying to like hype up the story or anything no, like that. No. But it was a really different experience. South America, like there's a lot of stuff like that that happens that you wouldn't be able to hear from like a lot of different missionaries. But um we did bring her to the church and I remember like how scared she was. She was like, Where am I? I don't know where I am and we're like trying to lift her out of the car and like she wouldn't budge and she would like keep talking in the way that she was. But we tried to like take her into the church and she would stop at the doors and she didn't want to go and she's like, Where am I? I don't understand where I'm at right now. We had like to physically push her through the doors. Really? Like, sit her down. And like I don't know. That was my weird experience with like, I don't know, a ghost thing. Do you th- but so reflecting on it, what do you th- like if you were to say like do you think that maybe she was possessed? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I reached out to like some of my other leaders, like it was downplayed a little bit and like, oh she just had like a psychological problem and then she was sent home within a week. So I don't really understand like everything that happened. I don't. I can't find her on social media. I don't think, because I did look for her a little bit. Um, that is interesting, because yeah. you know, I the Mormon Church doesn't practice any. Like, I don't want to say it's demonology, but that's kind of the term for it. Like exorcism. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah, I performed the exorcism. What? Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Keep going. Then yeah. tell me so you performed Okay. I, I need some more backstory here for a second. So I know that in South America especially there is higher numbers of that being recorded. Yeah. Like and no one knows why, no one knows what it is. You can find videos online of legit priests and yeah you know it's typically catholic it's not normally lds or christians but catholics who go and they perform the exorcist on someone who is acting very abnormal like extremely abnormal so i didn't know that the lds had any form of yeah they're able to perform all sorts of exorcisms like they do it all the time Really? Yeah, like, if you're experiencing something in your home, you could always, like, call your bishop, and, like, the bishop would come over and, like, perform an exorcism over us in the house. But... Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did, do you know, like, kind of what a blessing is? Yes. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, so that's what me and my companion did. We, like, performed a blessing, like, to cast out the demon. And, like... It was a really weird experience because, like, so do you know what it looks like when they put their hands on the head? Yes. Like, yeah, when we did that, like, she would, like, go, like, almost limp and, like, say things that, I don't know. It was a really weird experience, but we tried to, like, you know, cast it out. And it seemed like it went okay, but she was still, like, fucked up for some reason. And then they sent her home within a week because the people went and just came and picked her up. You didn't hear another word from I didn't hear anything else. I don't know where she's at. What? Yeah. And she was there serving a mission. Yeah, which is the craziest part. Do you recall, like, sorry to dig. I'm no, just, I don't this care. Is so crazy. Just, like, ask away. I don't freaking did, care. Did you guys know the area was, like, 
hot for that? Like, did you have you guys heard anything prior to getting to where you were at? No, I mean, the in a lot of the areas, we you'd always hear things about that kind of stuff. Um, really, a lot of the missionaries had to. I think there was a couple other missionaries that like had to go through it. I've heard like crazy stories about what they went through. I don't know if it's real, so I don't know. If I should like reaccount or like account or say yeah. or whatever. But um, yeah, it happens all the time, all the time with with missionaries. Not all the time with missionaries, but like. You, you, some of the missionary, missionaries definitely do that or experience wow. it. Is that, is it f- taboo to talk about that? Yeah, but I don't give a shit. Like within the Mormon church? Yeah. Probably not. I don't think so. That's crazy. Because that's, from an outsider point of view, Yeah. that has never been talked about. Really? No one, I bet if you were to go to any other Utah and tell them that the LDS church does exorcisms regularly that they would be like baffled. I think regularly, regularly, I always struggled with that word. Yeah, for it's, like a some dumb, it's a dumb word. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it happens a lot more than you think. I think a lot of people like do have those kind of struggles and they do reach out for, to the church and it's just the church is kind of silent about it. Wow. So, okay, I have a further harder question. I am ready. So having gone through something like that where you potentially, like, if you heard multiple voices and she was speaking things you couldn't understand, I mean, we can put two and two, get two, two, and two together and potentially say that that was some sort of potential demon yeah. of sorts. Did that, at the time, strengthen your belief? Because to me, that almost would have. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, there's, like, so many variables, too, that could still go down. I mean, what if she was fucked up in the head? Oh, well, of course. You know, and, like, she's, like, saying all these things, you know, and maybe she's just... I shouldn't say fucked up in the head, but maybe she has, like, some mental disabilities or something like that. Yeah, maybe she, yeah, maybe she broke. Because, I mean, I I don't know anything about the mission life, but especially in a new area, I imagine the pressure and the scariness just from your average day is, you probably always have to be at a 10. Yeah. You're in an unknown area. (laughs) You know, so maybe she folded under the pressure, but. Maybe. It's just, there's a lot of weird things about it, too. Like, she was scratching at herself, like, drawing things on her arm. And, like, there were so many missionaries that I talked to that would share, like, weird-ass stories about that kind of stuff. Weird stories. So when you called higher leaders, they just kind of... Yeah, they said to just, like, chill out, kind of not let her, like, leave the area, and just kind of, like, wait for them. And then they came, and then they kind of spoke to her, and then they just took her. And you couldn't find her anywhere on social media? Not to my knowledge as of right now I'll try to look again though so Biebert says I have a question if it's okay to ask about the Joseph Smith papers just want to know how you felt about those or what you were told about those from the church let's see the Joseph Smith papers I'm not too familiar with I'm not gonna lie I'm so sorry do you know what the, the Joseph Smith papers are I'm not quite sure what the Joseph Smith papers are I'm so sorry, but I don't understand. I don't know what the Joseph Smith papers are. I'm not too familiar with them. Probably, I'm so sorry. I mean that. I mean the Joseph Smith stuff is a very 
interesting subject to talk about. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into that one because, I mean, I got another podcast in 15. Okay. How free are you normally? Are you able to come back? Yeah, for sure. Okay. We'd have to definitely like plan something for sure. Okay. We'd definitely do that. Because I have a lot of questions now. You, <laughs> just, you just opened a floodgate in my mind. Of, like <laughs> I didn't even know that this was a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think, not that I'm worried by any stretch of imagination, but if you were still active in the church and you just told me something about that, do you think you would get reprimanded? Yeah, probably. I mean, maybe not. Actually, I don't even know. I don't know, Wes. Maybe. I mean, it's probably not something. Here's the consolation. That kind of sounds like Scientology a little bit. Well, yeah, a little bit. I, I kind of get what she's saying now. Hold on just a moment. Um, the, what were you, What was I saying? Um, if you would get reprimanded for... Oh, yeah. If I would get reprimanded, um, it would be highly encouraged that I don't speak about it. Really? It's more of like a personal thing that you would do with like a, I don't know, maybe... Actually, it's just said within the church that you probably shouldn't talk about the devil too much because it invites him. So, really, yeah, it's probably something that I wouldn't be able to to speak about. Wow. They are on his account of talking to the angel and the angel saying that they come from a planet in the Pleiades constellation, which is uh, potentially where we where alien life forms could be from. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that there are papers that say that. I mean, there's a lot of things within the church that try to, um, like, scientifically prove that, I don't know, there is life out there and that, you know, everything has a rhyme and reason. So I wouldn't doubt that those are there in the church. Um, in regards to how I feel about them, mm, sure. I mean, they can definitely have their own beliefs and thoughts and do I believe it? No, probably not. Interesting. Yeah, I, it's... Sorry if I didn't answer your question correctly. <laughs> no, it's just like... opinion question. Hey. Don't, don't be sorry. Um, it, yeah, that's... My mind was just blown. <laughs> I didn't know anything about that because I kind of... I've always wondered because I know for a fact that in the Catholic religion, they still have people actively, regularly studying demonology. Yeah. Like that is something that just won't stop. And I always wondered if it was like a facade or if it was for like, you know, traditional purposes. Like, oh, yeah, we just want to keep this learning going. But, you know, you always hear about potential, you know, exorcisms going on in the world and like there's yeah. videos. But most of the time it seems like videos are like potentially fake. But here an actual account of something that potentially was I don't know. That, <laughs> stuff like that makes me question things too, right? Because like, yeah. if that was <clears throat> a demon, then in turn, I guess I would have to assume that there's something that we don't quite understand. Yeah. Whether or not it's the LDS church is right or not, or something else is right or not, like that's yeah. to be, who knows, yeah. right? But if demons are real, you know, there's got to be something else that's real. Yeah. I mean, it could just be like 
uh, demon could be used like a, a little bit more of like a loose term and like we could just say spirit and you know yeah. just like maybe it's a spirit it doesn't necessarily need to be a demon it could be a demon I don't know I mean maybe it's really thin in our um, what are they called like our realms or whatever yeah or like dimensions dimensions there's a better word for it because I've, I've I've come to as I've gotten older I've done a lot of thinking on what I believe about spirits ghosts afterlife heaven hell god devil like yeah and one thing that i've been thinking about that might be more of a at least it makes me think more of it like maybe there isn't such things as like a ghost that we know of it or like a demon that we know of it but what if there's like let's say something traumatic happens here yeah right like let's the worst thing you could think of happens right here okay and then we feel different or we feel something or we hear something or like whatever it might be, you know, at all points in times as humans, we're giving energy out. Yeah. Right. Like that's just, that's something we know scientifically, like that we give energy kind of like how plants give oxygen. Like we can't see it. Yeah. It just happens. So I've always wondered that maybe if what we as a culture call like a spirit or a ghost is actually just mass amounts of energy left over from something crazy that happened yeah a murder a, a sad death you know a rape something tragic that took someone's energy yeah made someone just use all this energy and now it's like imprinted in our reality that we can't see but we can it's still there in some sort of form it's so strong for some reason yeah maybe that could be a explanation and maybe she walked through some sort of weird energy and it just happened to like yeah hit her like because you know i could be anything it really could you know i think there's too many variables absolutely that's the same thing with the picture i showed you yeah you know as much as i want to believe that that was like an alien there's too many variables yeah if i would have got out of the car and like saw it (laughs) and been like what the fuck (laughs) then i would have answers right yeah but it's very interesting though yeah <laughs> yeah it is it's definitely uh have you ever told anyone that story um a few times yeah like three times or something like that i don't know are you okay with it being on the i don't give a shit i mean yeah. what are they gonna do to me <laughs> yeah, true true i mean am i gonna i don't know are people gonna make fun of me maybe probably hopefully probably not i mean I imagine if a certain group of people find this video, they'd probably love it. Because, like, a lot of people who are interested in the occult enjoy hearing stuff like personal experiences. Because you don't... From everything that I've talked to over the past three hours we've been here, I don't feel like you have any reason to fib. There's nothing to gain. No, absolutely not. So, I mean, you just told me a legit story of a situation that happened to you and, like, which is amazing. Like, it's crazy you had an experience like that happen, and that's beyond, yeah. you know, what it was. Variables, who knows, but yeah. still weird enough that you'll probably never forget it. Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I can't imagine, like, some of the other, like, people that have done the same thing. Like, imagine being, like, 22 or something like that, and, like, you see some, like, weird shit like this. Like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of weird. 
Well, let's wrap it up for tonight. Okay. Um, this is always the funniest thing that I like to do a podcast. Mm. Did it feel like three hours? No, it didn't. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. isn't it? I always tell people like when they come on, like when they get done, when we get done closing out, I'm like, yeah. we just talked for three hours. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. Um, I always give people an opportunity to plug anything if they want. I don't plug anything. Like if you have social medias you want people to check you out on or reach out to you if they want or um, anything like that. If not, you can just send your good energy and vibes my way to Cole Cook. Do that. Send them. All of it. All of it. Um, as for my closing, thank you everyone for watching. Um, I have another podcast that will be going live here in about 10 minutes. Remember to go check out all the social medias. If you like um, weird stuff, our Instagram right now, we're doing cryptids. Um, posting information about different cryptid, cryptozoology, different things like that. It's kind of cool. Um, if you're listening to this on any of the um audio only so pandora's spotify's itunes all you guys stitcher i appreciate you thank you for listening remember you can always watch us live on twitch.tv slash top shelfers or you can find it on youtube everything is posted there you can see what our guests look like <laughs> you can see my chunk come see it it's amazing um and yeah if anyone wants to collaborate or come on the show reach out thank you everyone